All right, welcome to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm your host, Connor. And I'm my co-host, Jaden. E. And former guest, Calvin. Thanks for having me back. And we're going to talk about vivarium. Vivarium? Vivarium? Vivarium. Vivarium. We're all going to say it differently, <laughs> I think. That's what we should do. Um, I, I mean, I think it's it's based off of the Latin word similar to that. I'm not going to say that because like, I'm sure everyone already thinks I'm pretentious enough. I don't need to say something purposely obsequious for no reason <laughs> actually i should have looked it up does that word mean something or was it created for the title of this? yeah so uh like viva is life in uh spanish in in um in latin it it literally means uh, a place to live so rather than an aquarium vivarium. oh shit oh nice okay i'm glad i asked cause, yeah cause i was wondering i was like i'm sure the name means something i just basically don't know an what aquarium is, so. for people which yeah. is makes sense yeah so yeah. this is uh, directed by Lorcan Finnegan. I just love. He sounds like someone that should be an artist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw he did like mostly shorts. He does one called Foxes or Fox. Yeah, it's actually very similar um, in in tone and theme to this. It, yeah. it, it was it, it was really like um, the spiritual predecessor to this film. Did you watch that? No. I I just read a little bit about it about yeah. and I read an interview with him where he's he kind of touched on that it, it has similarities like they're different but mm-hmm. he took some themes from that and kind of it evolved into vivarium yeah which is cool so i, I also uh this is starring jesse eisenberg and imogene poots which is an poots. amazing name yeah uh they're both great in it i think um, yeah especially uh imogene poots is yeah i think I she's thought... the the real showstopper in this one like she, I, mean, she I was a really big well. fan of tom's character in this is that jesse eisenberg yeah yeah i mean I love this character and the way he portrayed him in this film. Yeah. yeah. I thought they were as good as they could be. They are. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I think they're kind of limited, but I think there's really, there's a couple of real emotional scenes and I think, I think they do well. And then I think the, I, the actor I think is like, was the biggest surprise to me is the, the one who plays the boy, uh, Sinan Jennings. He's yeah. seven in this. Yeah. And I guess that there was just like, kids were sending in tapes. It's like auditions and, he was just so fucking creepy <laughs> that he like got the job right away, I guess. So he's, yeah, he, oh boy. I mean, this movie's just weird in general. But uh, I, I also was reading an interview with the director and he was asked like, what do you want people to think of when they watch this film? And he's like, I want them to think it's the greatest movie they've ever seen. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I think it's a. I, I like the confidence, but this is not the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, this this feels like uh, a graduate thesis. Like, this is as good a movie as I can make with a, the budget that I have and my limited experience as a young budding artist. G- good try. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I don't. I mean, I guess I don't think this movie's bad. But I don't I, think it's bad. I walked away from it being like, I mean. I don't like it, or I, I certainly don't like it, but I know it's not bad. Like, yeah, I was not a fan. It made me. I don't. I don't know how. The whole. Time. I don't know how to recommend this movie because it's like it's so odd. It's like what I mean. I would tell people to watch it just because, like, I had to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like we talked about Green Knight last week, and that is like I recommend that. It, yeah. It, I, it looks great. It's it's a great story, and all the performances are awesome. Uh, like that's like yeah that's an easy recommend this one I'm like ah, I don't know how you how do I tell someone about this movie so yeah that's it's what we're gonna like, attempt to do now yeah it's more if you just like psychological thrillers or like psychological tension 
you know, because there's not really a lot of thrill here. But no, it's very it's very weird and creepy, and it's a nice it's a nice change of pace for um your kind of typical movie going experience because these ones don't get made as much. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it all style and no substance, but it's style and there's a lack of substance. Yeah, for sure. it's, it's a it's, it's also like it's also like. A pretentious style like it's like meant to it's meant to look fake like so, so yeah it's funny how it's like like a stylish unstylish yeah, yeah. lacking like, of substance i thought they tried a little bit too hard to be strange and weird well That's what i good, mean is more yeah. like yeah. the 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 actual set design and everything is meant to look fake yeah and so it's it's stylish in its in its uh while it's trying to look fake and unstylish yeah it was which is it i don't i don't know how to really describe it better than that because it's just yeah i like, looks like a place that gumby would live at <laughs> like that's what it looks like i wrote down oh, that it looks true. like um a wrinkle in time not the new one with oprah winfrey there's a 2003 a wrinkle in time is there so i i read the book when i was little and i liked it and so i watched the movie and yeah. there's a part at the end where they they get to this like planet that's controlled by brains or something like that i I barely remember this (laughs) but it goes it's like all the houses look the same and it's all it's the same kid like playing in the driveway with a ball and they all come out to play at the same time they all go back in the house at the same time and it's it looks exactly like this yeah Mm. like even the the 2003 version looks just like that. i have no idea what it looks like in the new one but that's what i i made it on it's like this looks oddly like a wrinkle in time (laughs) um which so I guess we just like start out with kind of the movie starts with uh, Gemma, Imogene Poot's character. She's a teacher and she goes outside like they're getting out of class like, and there's a dead bird on the ground. Actually, no, I want to start. The film opens up with just a bunch of images of the birds, it's, little baby it's birds. The, yeah. uh, it's the European common cuckoo. Yes, that's what I wrote down. And it's it's the bird. big, but the small bird feeding the larger baby bird. Yeah, they're... Yeah. they're um, which is going to eat it later. Their brood parasites is yeah. th- is what that mm-hmm. uh, that spe- species is specifically. So that's that's. I mean, honestly, you could watch the first five seconds of this film. It tells you, and, and that's and that's the movie. Stop there. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so even before that, so it you're getting that kind of the opening credits, and it's t- it has all the logos for all the studios involved. And I actually thought it was a joke. I thought it was going to be something. There were like twelve. Yeah. So you have yeah. X Y Z films, fantastic films. Fracas Productions, Ping Pong Films, VU, BTV, and then uh, Vertigo releasing. I was like, I thought it was going to be like, it was just going to keep showing like, I thought fake studios. <laughs> and like, that was going to play a role in the movie somehow. I was like, it kept going. I was like, okay, this is going to be like a funny joke pays off later. No, it's just those are actually the studios <laughs> oh involved. I thought it was a joke. Yeah, I that and I... I like there are so many things about this film that are just oh yeah that's what a great idea I wish they would have incorporated something like that and there's another one that I yeah I wish they had done something other than just being confusing like why are twelve people <laughs> like twelve <laughs> studios in, um, involved in a film that was done on a single sound stage yeah and it's like it it has it's the, almost no cast to it I mean it's primarily like three characters yeah I was like why are so many people involved in this movie <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so you have like was... one day of shooting in the classroom, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. you know. But yeah. Okay. So moving forward, they find the bird on the ground, and uh, Gemma's talking to this little girl because she doesn't understand. She's like, "Oh, why is it dead?" And she's like, "That's nature." 
and then they just kind of move on from there. Yeah, she's she like, nature's horrible. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, she's like, well, I don't like it. Yeah, and that that was like, oh my gosh, like, can, could we be any more obvious with how we're setting all of this up? Like, yeah, so it's essentially that the baby birds got pushed out by the by the other by the, the, by, the by your your brood parasite and. Then Jesse Eisenberg shows up. He, his introduction is kind of funny. He's like in the tree, like talking for the tree. Yeah. And I think it's cool because then it sets him up as like the, he's like the gardener for the school or he, that he does that as his job. And it sets him up later because he has all the tools in the car with them. And so it all makes sense kind of how they set him up. It wasn't like contrived to be like, oh, I found a shovel and this is yeah. in the, I don't know, the shed behind the house or something. It was like, it made sense for his character and them to have that stuff, which yeah. plays a role later in the movie. So I thought that set up. Immediately fine. I was like, oh, that ladder is going to come and play. That's going to happen. Yeah. 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 And it was very obvious that that was the case because you, you, he went through the, the steps of strapping it down. Like, yeah. I kept like, like, oh, is that going to mean something later? It literally meant nothing other than <laughs> the fact, like, hey, just so you know, there's a ladder on top of this car. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's like you, you watch the first couple of minutes of this and you're like, okay, that's the movie. It's yep. just, and then it just, it kind of just keeps going. Uh, this could have been, this is not even a long run time. It's an hour and 38 minutes. It could have been shorter, I think. I feel like it feels so long. Yeah. Like this movie takes forever, even though it's only, like, it's basically 90 minutes of runtime. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's pretty long for, like I said, it's, it's not no substance. It's just like, it's, uh, unentertaining substance for yeah. a lot of it. So yeah, what I actually find more interesting in all of the film is just the way they set up some of the camera shots. They, some of them are, are are interesting, and um, that I mean, there's your style right there. That's about, but that's about all. There is um, we can get into a little bit more of the the style things later, but that would those are the only things that I really cared about. And on a second watch. I learned nothing new. Yeah. That's that's fascinating to me. Like that yeah. is not that's not typical. Even of like, I mean, most films, even if they're straight up normal narratives, are going to have little nods and things uh, that you'll that you'll pick up on later and you'll make connections. This is not one of those films. It's so confusing that he thinks that this is an amazing film because it's all right there. There's nothing else to learn. Yeah. No, I totally agree. This is a yeah. You can't gain more from this. Like. We talked about Green Knight and how badly we want to watch it again. And like how you, I, I know when Jade and I rated it, it was like, I gave it a rating and we were like, it can only go up from there. This movie is stuck firmly in its Yeah, place. it's right where it's at and it's not going anywhere. If I mean, if I had to watch it again, it'd go down. Yeah, it's, yeah. I watched it once. I was like, that is enough of that. <laughs> Which is why it's so amazing to me that in this interview, he was like, I want people to think this is the greatest movie ever made. It's like, you got to realize like what you put out, right? Yeah. yeah. This you, isn't the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. It's not. It's not even Jesse Eisenberg's best movie. It's not even the best version of this type of film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you're right. I mean, like, like Twilight Zone did all of this better. And then there are other films uh, that do all of this concept even better. So I don't. It's 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 not a new idea even to say that this film could be the best thing we'd ever seen. Yeah, I, I like it's not even the best in its own genre. Like Yeah. Um so what do you think of Jesse Eisenberg? So when he's introduced they he he digs a hole, puts the bird in it, and then he does like a weird it's like a prayer. But it's very clearly that he's like making a joke. He's like making fun of it, yeah. which I think is kind of like I think in this day and age, it's kind of off-putting. Like, it is, seems- I just thought he was just being Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, I think I think they were just setting him up as as being a weird, goofy guy. 
Um, but I, I don't think he carries that kind of character through the rest of the movie. It no, I, like I agree with you on that part. Yeah, he does this like goofy. I was funny like, thing. okay, he's yeah. being Mark Zuckerberg right now, yeah. and then the rest of the movie, he's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's. I don't. I don't really like his character. He has like little bits of it, but it's not like they're 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 more like fun character jokes than they are like actual character um like shapes you know what i mean like by that like like let's let's have something that's kind of interesting about this person but it's not necessarily his his nature so i i agree like it 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 almost serves no purpose because it's so stilted when we come up later in the film like how do we how do we develop this relationship from someone who doesn't take anything seriously suddenly he's serious and we have to get rid of the humor and his seriousness is really shallow. Yeah. I just thought it was weird that, yeah, he seems to do this funny thing at the beginning and then it doesn't really come back up again. It reminded me of like uh, Evan Peters where it's like sometimes he's just doing Evan Peters things and it doesn't really make sense with the character. And this is to me is just Jesse Eisenberg doing a Jesse Eisenberg thing mm-hmm. that doesn't really fit with the character. I, I didn't know it, if you... It really reminded me of like uh, when uh, Batman vs. Ran where he puts a Jolly Rancher in that dude's mouth. Dude, so weird. Why is yeah, he so the, weird? I don't man? know. Dude. Why is he so weird? And uh, yeah, and I guess a lot of that stuff is just kind of not scripted. And then he's just he's just, just a goofing on the set, yeah. and, and they put it in. It's like I don't understand why directors keep putting that stuff in the movies. Like, <laughs> stop. Stop encouraging him. It's, it's, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No, it's weird. It's it's off putting. Yeah, yeah off putting yeah. is yeah a good way to put it. So after that, they they're gonna go get their uh, Gemma and. Um, Tom. Tom are going to go kind of look at their new, like, they're, they're looking for a new house, thing, yeah. yeah. And they're trying to decide, like, is this going to be their starter home? And that's when they meet Martin, who is uh, like a I mean, scene stealer. Yeah. Yeah, he is. That's uh, Jonathan Ayers. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I always say that with, like, a question. Uh, but that is, that, that is his name. I'm looking at it. I've just, I've just, I've just created uh, an environment of fear. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like I said, I just, I just know you're going to correct me if I say it wrong. You're going like, to come at me and make me look bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he's great. Um, yeah, sh- scene stealer is a good way to put him. I think he's not in the movie nearly enough, though. Yeah. yeah. I do like how they introduced him. Um, the camera angles are really interesting. So when it's on him and he's talking to Gemma and Tom, you have his head basically cut off at the neck um, at the bottom of the frame, and then you have this empty space above him. And then it, and then it uh, uh, cuts back to them and in a very normal dialogue-type uh, frame and then cuts back to him again. And again, like his head is at the bottom of the, the frame. And I think it's just meant to be like, hey, just so you know, this guy's weird. And it works It works well because it's not it's not over the top. It's not campy. Um, it's just it's just the right amount of unease out of uh, out of the frame. So one thing I don't really get about this part is they're like really Gemma and Tom. They're like being weird with each other. Like, are they going to ride with him or are they going to drive their own car? So so that doesn't make sense to me because isn't the whole function of Martin to get people to these houses and then keep them there? So why would he give them a ride? He, it, it only works if they drive their car, right? No, because you get the weapon there still. Yeah, the okay. only re- the only yeah. reason that he wanted them to have bring their he wanted to know if they had a vehicle was that <laughs> so the um the boy has something to drive back once he's of age. Okay, all right, yeah. Because um, I was confused on that. I was like, oh, he would want them to have their own car that way he could just he could split. because yeah, if because if he just tries to leave, they'd be like, okay, you're our ride, like. We're gonna get in the car too, but I guess he just kind of leaves anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. You're I right. thought okay. I thought this scene was also great for setting up kind of the dynamic between Gemma and Tom throughout the rest of the movie because Tom is it's like let's not fucking do this. 
this is weird. And Jim was just kind of being manipulated into it and just falling for it. And he just kind of has to tag along with her. Yeah. I, I, I think we'll get into their deeper relationship later, but I, I do love how it really sets up right. Actually it, it gets set up um, when they're first getting in the car um, at the school and she tells him that he needs to t- change his t-shirt. And he's like, really? Like, yeah, he stinks. And it's it's all of this disconnect between yeah. the two of them. They seem to have very different uh, ideas of, of how things should be done, how they want to go about their lives. And then, that, but that that tension right there, that conflict isn't really explored in this film. It's it's kind of mentioned. It's kind of, kind of there, but it's not like the point. It's, there's just so many more things about their relationship that they could have done that... They don't feel they they it feels like they got glossed over for just trying like let's let's make this weirder you know yeah like they could have literally not even been a couple and I feel like the movie would have been the same yeah 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 because I was gonna say that there's parts where it seems like they're really close and they're like they're having a good time with each other they're having these good little moments and then there's big parts of the movie where they're like they look like they, they seem like they they, they don't each like other. each other yeah. at all it, it almost <laughs> is like they function as like strangers yeah. But they're supposed to be like this romantic relationship there. And it's like, I think it gets totally lost. I think they, they they don't know how they wanted this relationship to work when he wrote the movie. Yeah. Because it, it's just, it's so disjointed the way they are together. Because there's some fun moments where like they're brushing their teeth together. And, and then, she spits on him. Yeah. And he, but he's pissed about that. Yeah, but, but he's so annoyed. But it's still like, it's still like a nice little character quirk. But, but, but yeah, but then it's like, but then it's followed up with it where they're like, they're so disconnected and he's like, well, I'm going to go do this thing and you can stay in the house. And it, it's like, okay, so they have fun, these fun moments together and then, then they hate each other. It's just, it, but like it's not said, even uh, the point. Yeah. Like that's the thing, the way the film treats it, it's not, it's, I, 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 I that's what I, so, what, what I so struggle about is this film doesn't know what it wants to do. It has, it has its, uh, it's dipped its toe into so many different things and it ultimately doesn't say any of them. Yeah. It's just weird. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even, that's like, I don't know how to walk away from this movie and how would I describe it and recommend it because I don't even know what is the, what's the function of this film? What is the purpose of this film? I have no idea. Is it to just talk about what a brood parasite is? Like, cool. I can Google that and figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't need a... I don't need like an hour and thirty minute crappy movie to yeah. explain it to me. Like, I, I yeah, just, to I the to to talk about an overwrought metaphor th- for the trap of suburbia. Right. We could yeah. See from that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, we could see from your box art like that. That was what you were going for. Yeah. And I do. So in that interview too, when he said he thinks it's the best movie, he said I want it. I want people to talk about it and have like I want to hear what are the metaphors, metaphorical like kind of representations it has. Like, what are the literal parts of it? And I think that is good because I do have some theories on it. It's just. The the movie is like, there's enough there, but it's also vague enough that I think you can come up with your own ideas. So I have some, I think, I think that'll be like kind of the more fun part of this recording is like, what are our theories on it? Like, what does it mean? Because I think there's some interesting stuff there, but that's like all stuff I have to come up with on my own, like, because this movie doesn't have enough substance for me to really know what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. You really have to uh, like basically retcon the whole film if you want it to be, to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> so strange. It it has to be from the the viewer's perspective in order to make this movie like uh, function and like it, in order for it to matter, it has to. I have to come up with why it matters because it doesn't really matter in and of itself. I don't think. Yeah. So they end up in the house. There, Martin takes them, and he does like a what does he say? He, he like mimics one of them. He mimics Gemma. Yeah. No, not yet. Yeah. Because she, cause he, uh, she was, he asked them if they had uh, children. Yeah. And she was like, we want them. But, oh, no, not yet. But we want them. And then he was like, no, not yet. And that was like the, I, that wouldn't, wouldn't be the first time that you thought he was weird. But that was like, 
that was you started learning like I thought of it as like there were a couple some some of his mannerisms that I was that made me think like oh I wonder if that's something he got from his parents because there was one where um uh when she when he finished a sentence um and he's like worth a look and yeah. he did this weird little like jaw yeah. thing I was like I felt like because it's the same sort of thing that the boy does with Gemma always brushing his his hey, bangs yeah, yeah uh, like uh, whatever and um. So to think, like, I wish there was more of that, too. Yeah. Like, or like, if they create themselves out of the mannerisms of their parents, why not make that more, and not necessarily obvious, but I guess it could be. It would work better if it was just so obvious because they had literally no idea what to do in a human world outside of what they saw in two adults that they have no they have no, they have no idea of what human life is other than those two people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because later, yeah, they're trying to explain to the boy, like, what a dog is. He has no idea. He has no concept of a dog. So which annoying. Is, like, that, I think you're totally right. Like, that to me is much more interesting. It's like, how do you how do you teach a kid? How do they conceptualize stuff that they have no context for? And, like, how do the, the, the parents, like, impart that onto them? How do they teach him, like, what the world is? But the parents fucking hate him. And so it's like yeah. you don't even get a cool, like, that cool dynamic or that drama between them where it's like, you know, it, it could have been a neat story where it's like, this is, this is how the world works. And yeah. it's not that because they, they don't even like the boy. So. Yeah. Well, and it, and what I, what I mean by this, like, because they don't even like the boy, like, how's he going to learn if not by mimicry? Right. I would, I would crank that up to a hundred then. Right. But it's, it's kind of that when it is there, it's like on purposely obvious. Like they really focus on the number of times that, uh, the boy, um, mimics Gemma at the breakfast table, like drinking the orange juice and resting his right. cheek on it's but it but none of it shows up like later about the way i just wish he was more like really obvious about the way he tried to i kept i there were a lot of um mannerisms that tom had um where he like would pull his ear and he always did this weird like shaking thing with his hand yeah yeah he has his hand in like a weird position a lot yeah probably like like a cigarette, cigarette, cigarette exactly yeah, he's a cigarette. but the boy doesn't do any of that which I, which I feel like is a failure of the film. Like there's, there's a small detail that you could have given him that would have given more character to this really strange dynamic. Yeah. And it's just kind of not thought about, forgotten, cut. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't work. It, it could have worked better because of it. Yeah. It would have been cool for like the development of the boy as well if it was like, it started out that he was mimicking both of them kind of equally. And then as his relationship leans more towards Gemma and she's the more nurturing parent, that then he starts to take on more of her mannerisms and get rid of Tom's mannerisms. That would have been a cool development for his character, like the boy's character, I think. But like you said, yeah. it's like he he just starts off doing Gemma stuff. So it's like obviously this is the parent that he's like closer with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, later in the movie, I think it explains a little bit why he just reflects off of Gemma and not Tom. But um, I mean, so back to where we were, like Martin showing in the house. Uh, one thing that he says there is like the really threw me off is he's like a living room. A room to live in. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, so this guy's like a fucking alien or yeah. something. Like yeah. right then, I was like, this is—he's not a human. No yeah. one fucking would ever say that. And I, just I mean, I've like, probably said it, but like, as a joke, I feel like I'm an idiot. Like, look at me. But like, 
He's trying to sell them this house or sell them the idea that this is where yeah. they should stay. That's yeah. why I think that this is this movie is trying to be like it's trying to be very high minded and it's yeah. it's trying to be you know this like fancy movie, but it's, it's too like, much. It's, yeah. But everything is so banal. Yeah, like the way that all of the dialogue. I wish that at least I wish that it was banal for banal's sake rather than banal because it was moving a, a plot. You yeah. know. But I also love how he was like think of all of the memories yeah. between these walls yeah. and he like literally doesn't even know, understand what he's saying Not <laughs> any clue. yeah <laughs> he's like he's probably just thinking he's like i don't know what memories are but right yeah. and then the the strawberry thing he's like some strawberries and tom's like no i gotta drive like yeah what the fuck i did love that he was like a welcome tipple yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah he's there's so there's so many like kind of quirky character moments in this, but it's like they're few and far between. And that's like, well, that lean into it. Cause that's what your movie should be is it's got, cause it's essentially just about these characters. Mm-hmm. So it's like lean into that, do more of it. Cause yeah. there is, there's fun little things in it, but it's not enough of it. I also, uh, you're talking like the, a room to live in it. The tagline for this is also kind of similar to that. It's like your home period forever. Yeah. yeah. But it could be taken as like your home forever. Like yeah. this yeah. is your forever home, but yeah. this is, it's, it, this was like a more, it's supposed to have a kind of an ominous connotation to it. Yeah, because like it's like they, you're home forever. You're stuck here. Like, like when they when they mention like they don't have kids yet, and they're like, "This is gonna be a starter home for me." And he's like, "It's not a starter home. It's a forever home." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, yeah. so they're never gonna be able to fucking leave here." Yeah. Yeah. I did it's just kind of spelling itself out like immediately. Yeah. And yeah. I I do love to. There was like I don't know if it's it's just I I like to think of it better as the um the creatures not really understanding. Um, and being just more heavy handed because the, in the living room, there's literally a picture of the house. Cause yeah. you know, it's a living room. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's like pictures of the house, like all over the house. Yeah. I it's wrote, weird. I wrote, I wrote so many things. I was like, it was like picture of bed above bed. Yeah. And then it was like mirror picture of bed over bed. <laughs> just like so many of those yeah. everywhere. And yeah, cause it was like, this is the bedroom and we really need to have a picture of bed cause room is bed and yeah. bed is room and yeah. i feel like that's like the way they were thinking about it and that's yeah. i think those types of things are th- th- there were more there should have been more things like that, that yeah that the, the really so. like if you're thinking about it of a of like a species or a creature or whatever that just doesn't understand human nature or right. human like, right. like it would have been even more stilted and and, and and eerie because of things like that yeah it's like it, yeah because it should be like this is what humans do right like yeah they, they put pictures of beds in the bedroom that way they know it's the bedroom like it yeah it yeah. should be more stuff like that yeah or, and like if they like labeled things like door like yeah front, right. of, front yeah. of door back yes. of door that would have yeah. been awesome like, <laughs> this is where food goes but i did like how, how later when they when they come back a little bit forward here but like when they eat the strawberry and there's no taste because i don't think they've ever fucking like actually eaten anything yeah. Well, point. I mean, if they're like, if they are like bird type creatures, they just yeah. swallow it. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, maybe they have taste receptors. Um, yeah. But I think most mammals probably do because otherwise, how do you, I mean, it's a, it's a biological thing that, that lets you know when food is or isn't edible. Yeah. But I do, I do like things. They just like shovel it down. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they'd eat the strawberries or whatever. They try to escape for a little bit. Yeah, uh, which Martin is sneaking around the house like all weird when he's showing it to him. Like, yeah, okay, he's, yeah, he's like, please enter this room, and then he like does Goes like a like little, a, little spin like around. Like, yeah, <laughs> just like, walk away. The yeah. fuck, like, it's, oh, he leaves, and then like, uh, Jim is like, okay, well, he's gone. Tom's like, thank fucking God, let's get out of yeah. here. And they can't leave. They keep trying to drive around because uh, Jim is driving. This is actually this is another funny part. They, she's driving around. They can't figure out how to get out. He's like, Tom gets out of the car. He's like, let me have a go. 
And she's like, oh, you want to go? Yeah. You want to go with the car? Yeah. Like, oh, you have to go with the car. And she's like, such oh, a yeah. child about it. It's <laughs> so funny. Like it's so great. So like, I, I think like that's why I think like she's the best part of this. She has a lot of like good delivery as yeah. lines, and she has a couple like emotional moments uh, with the boy, and then one with Tom later on. Uh, that, I think she's great, but that like she's so funny. Like, oh, you want to go? <laughs> yeah, well, are you six? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing like so he starts to smoke in the car as well for a moment, and he flicks a cigarette out after just taking a couple puffs off of it. Mm. And then I was like, I wrote down, I was like, oh, cigarettes on the ground. Like, that's probably gonna come into play later. And all this is show passage of time. Yeah, like they've been driving around for okay, that can happen to a cigarette in like five minutes. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's and you also could do that because it just turns to night. Yeah, so it's yeah. like okay, you've already shown the passage of yeah. time because so it was just, day and now it's night. So, so I already yeah. know yeah. that. Now yeah. I just feel bad for him because he wasted one of his. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And if he's gonna <laughs> just be wasting cigarettes like this, he would have run out of them way long ago. Yeah. And so when he smokes the cigarette in the car, and Gemma gets really mad, she's like, "Oh, you are not doing that in my car." It, it's just like adds to like why I think this relationship is so disjointed and like mm-hmm. they don't even understand each other because she's like really upset and like shocked by it. It's like you don't... You, you know the rules. It was almost they like They were a, parked, but he could have just stepped outside yeah. for a second. Yeah. Her reaction was almost like uh, surprised that he even smokes to me more than like smoking in the car. It yeah. was like... It, 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 that's what I'm saying, but they should... They know each other. They yeah. are in a relationship like this... It was just, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they don't know how they want to tell the story of their relationship and it's so disjointed. And that was yeah. the scene where I was like, what? why is she like... Yeah, I get getting mad, but like she's like in shock that it's happening. It's like like he's never done something like that before. Yeah, well, I think the surprise would be like like clearly you know you you can't smoke in my car. Like why why in the world are you lighting a cigarette in my car right now? Like it, it's it's so well spelled out in their relationship that that is a line that he can't cross, and he still does it anyways. Again, yeah. adding to that le- that level of like these two these two people shouldn't be together. Yeah, yeah, I that's what I'm saying. But 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 then I think there's some parts of the movie where it's like. It paints them as like kind of being really in love, and they should be together. And yeah, he's really so nice. weird. It's yeah. so weird. Like the way he he he'll uh, casually take her hand and hold her, or just rub her shoulder. Um, yeah. he's, he's very sweet in those moments, but they just don't they don't add up to a whole character. You know what I mean? Right. It was it was like okay, we gotta we gotta have some sort of emotional connection here because it's clearly not coming off to some people. Like let's have some of this. Yeah. So they try to get away. They can't get away in the car. The car runs out of gas. They try to... They Don't they stay the night then? Yeah, they run out of gas right in front of the same house. Convenient. Yeah, in front of number nine, which is the only fucking number yeah. on any house. Uh, they go up and uh, the waiting in the bed and Gemma makes a noise. She's like, it's fucking weirdly quiet here. Yeah. Like, I've never heard anything this quiet before. And Tom's like, mm-hmm. like doesn't give a shit yeah. about what she says ever. Mm-hmm. So that was like, that was a part of the movie I actually did. Like they talk about how quiet it is. They later on, they talk about like, do you remember wind? Yeah. Do you remember how nice wind used to be? Yeah. And so it's like all these things that you, you kind of don't realize that you miss when they're not around. Yeah. So yeah. I think there was some cool parts like that. It's like, do you remember when things weren't completely artificial? Like I missed that. So yeah. that was cool. That was, that was a neat little bit. But like I said, those are few and far between in this yeah. movie. Yeah, I actually didn't like that, the wind line. That oh, one because I fucking don't like the wind. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, it was also, it was just like another ham-fisted, like remember at the beginning, you've got all of the, the kids whooshing in the wind and he's... Um, when he buries the birds, he makes the whooshing sound and dropping the leaves. And just the way that you he created that scene where he was like, ah, the, the wind. And he's like dying of the black <laughs> yeah. lung. Like yeah. it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I, I didn't find that as, it, it was it was really, really melodramatic. Rather than being yeah. just like, there there are better ways to come up with that with, with uh, without be, being so melodramatic. If you want to come across as a, 
a deeper emotional thing. That's one thing. But what I loved about the the sound was when they first got there, there was an echo that you could hear when in, in everything that they were saying, and then there was just the silence in when they were in the bed. Like those types of sound design things. The sound design in general of this film is is yeah, very it's good. good. I think it might be the best part of the movie. Yeah, it's one of the few things that yeah. works. So to that is. I just felt it was like when they got in the car and it's like, oh, there's like a real smell in here. And it was like, you know, they had to like say that there was no taste in the strawberries. Like there are just better ways of like either making that the point, showing it a little bit more like it. it it's like, OK, we got to make sure that everything's artificial. We got to make sure that everyone knows it's artificial and yeah. we got to make sure that they miss things that aren't artificial. And I was just like, so like by the, by the third one, I was like, oh, my God, I get it. Like, yeah. I know like, <laughs> you're right. they're, they're in a tank. Like, yeah. I know none of this is real. Like, yep. it's OK. Um. I like that they tried to escape by following the sun and they still keep ending up in the house. Yeah. I think that's neat. Um, mm-hmm. I read something. It's like, well, why didn't they use their GPS? Because GPS doesn't use like data, like a, because their cell phones don't work. They don't yeah. service. And it's like, right. but, but GPS doesn't use service to like locate you. Right. It's like, well, they already tried to follow the sun, which is, would have been a better way to get out than a GPS. Yeah. So well, I, I don't think that's really a sun, though. Like, if you think of the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, no, it's tank, fake. probably like a pinhole. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm it's saying. Fake, is, but is, the but yeah. a GPS would point them in a in a right direction. Well, I mean, saying either saying way, the problem is 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 not that they can't they can't follow go in a right direction. It's that um, the whole thing is self replicating. Like, yeah, the, exactly. I mean, so it's just a dumb comment. Like, I don't know. There's not yeah. a solution to this. Yeah, because they don't make the rules of this physical environment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're you're if you think the GPS works, you're operating under the assumption that like this is uh it is some location on earth that is you could uh, escape from where i think it's it's clear that this is like you said it's like artificial or self-replicating there like there's not a way out of it yeah. if you can't follow the sun and get out of it i don't think your gps is going to work either it's yeah. like he pointed out some big plot hole and i was like it nothing would have gotten them out of there there yeah. is no way they're out stuck of yeah. everybody the and he's just like the 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 confidence he seems to have is like, oh yeah, a young couple in in the UK. Of course, they have a GPS like handy. Yeah, it, it's just <laughs> odd to me. Like that's a weird comment. It's like, yeah, it's it, you're in a Twilight Zone episode. There's not a way out of this. Like it, it, your GPS isn't going to help you at all. I, I just thought it was silly. Um, a silly comment. It the whole point of this is to be like you're stuck there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they I think they spell that out really early. Like so, stop worrying about how you're going to get out because that ends up not being the point of this movie. After a little bit, it's not. It starts out them trying to escape and then they realize there's no way yeah. out and that's when the boy shows up well so i want to talk about the him burning the house down oh, okay yeah, so they hop the fence river and the lights are on in one of the houses they're like oh shit somebody's home somebody's home and it ends up being the house that they're that they're yeah, stuck they in. just left the lights on in their own yeah. house and yeah there's and somewhere. uh so uh Jim, uh, Tom instantly is just like, oh, I'm sending out a smoke signal or whatever. He just burns it down. Like, I didn't like care about the smoke signal. I was like, just burn the house down out of rage. Like, I would have been happier with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they wake up in the morning and they're covered in soot and uh, the house is there and there's a baby in a box in the middle of the street. It's a really cute baby, too. I really wrote down babies are ugly. Um, <laughs> I don't fucking like them. I did. Were we I did. even watching the same <laughs> movie? <laughs> Um, yeah, I was like, I was like, it's got balls. It's a boy. Babies are ugly. I, <laughs> uh, uh, I like that it's it skips from that and to the boy being older. Yeah, which is good. I, I just I hate it when films just waste their time. Like, yeah, I, I'm glad there wasn't a big like kind of couple scenes of them holding it and yeah. like, caring for it as a baby. And then I like that it just skips right to the boy 
Um, it's like 98 days they've been yeah, there. Yeah, which is cool because like when they wake up and the boy's standing at the foot of their bed, I was like, oh, fuck, like how long has it been? Like, is, have they been here for years now? Like, what just happened? So I think uh, uh, the reason he is growing so fast is that's the same thing with like a lot of these birds. Mm-hmm. They become massive compared to the other chicks that they're in the nest with. And yeah. A lot of them, like I said, they end up pushing the other ones out and they're just, they, they just grow so much faster. And so that's what I, I think is just a correlation to that. Yeah. So the boy's just growing up really quickly. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a part of the, the evolutionary arms race that some of them have that they do grow faster specifically so that they can move, uh, uh, kick out the, either the eggs or the, the younger, smaller chicks. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's, that's what I equated it to. Um, but I do love too how they're like, I grow fast as a dog. Yeah. <laughs> the, the kid is. I fucking so hate it, dude. I, I was, hate everything about the kid, and every time he's on screen, I hate it. I hate it so much. His voice is like I was trying to look up if they did some tinkering with his voice. I even thought maybe they had a different voice actor do his lines because it's like weirdly deep sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he sounds like an adult, and yeah. other times he's. It has yeah. to be mixed. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be. I was trying to look stuff up for it. I couldn't find any like confirmation on it so i don't want to like be like this is what they did in, yeah in editing but it, the boy's voice is so strange it's super weird it's almost like he's going through puberty like as a child or yeah. something yeah it's 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 strange yeah and the kid is great scene in jennings is no he does a great job but i fucking hate him yeah, yeah. which mm-hmm. i think is the point yeah because like like when said, he sits down to eat cereal for the first time or whatever and he's just fucking screaming yeah which I, I think is just in correlation to when he was a baby and they'd feed him when he was like crying same it's the same thing with cuckoos like yes. they'll, yeah. they'll shriek um as a as a marker to the the mother or um whatever whichever um uh, brood um mother species that of the nest they're in to let yeah. them know that they're hungry so basically this child. dude just watched a documentary on these birds like that man, that's, that's a fucking movie saying. right he, there. No, he literally said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Even, I'm not even kidding you. Like that, they they're like he and the the writer. Like yeah, we were we were watching like um, a documentary on the European uh, common cuckoo, and we we're like, oh man, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a bad movie about it. Yeah. So they basically took foxes, their film that they did before this, and then they were like cuckoos, and they're. Like, We've done it. Greatest movie of all time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the screaming is just him being like, it's just to parallel what the birds do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. He saying. actually also describes them. He he thinks of them as magpies um, because the, the voices are annoying. Um, the the actual magpie and then it's the black and white um, mirrored in the the images of the fractal patterns on the TV and yeah and, and their clothing as and well their, and yeah. their clothing yeah so they look just like just they're like, just like uh, Jehovah Witnesses yeah, yeah. Too. yeah I do I actually I feel like in a parallel universe there's another film like starring Nicolas Cage and it's like Raising Mormon <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that'd be great so I just think that they're like we said this there's so much stuff in this movie it's trying to be like um. I think it's trying to be this high concept intelligent film, but then it's just like it, it beats you over the head with exactly what it's about. So like yeah. when the boy shows up, he's got the white button up and black slacks on, <coughs> which is exactly what Martin is wearing when they're introduced. He just has a tie. So I thought it was literally like a clone of him or something was my first. Yeah, thought. that's what I yeah. that's what I wrote down. I was like making more Martins, Martin yeah. clone. Like yeah. that's it. it so it's, this film is not yeah, smart. I wrote, the, like, I wrote yeah. the baby is Martin. Yeah, like that's yeah. Which is essentially yeah. It's just it's their that's their way of reproducing as they. They're just a brood parasite, and they dump this offspring on a parents, and then they move on, and that's what Martin did. And which is weird, like they they go through a, a lot of trouble um, to do 
to not really gain anything, you know? Yeah, I don't. That's like, like they, they what's built, the point they, of this movie? Built, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, they built like an entire environment for two people. Like, here's all of your food. Like, oh, we got to make more food for the humans. Take care of our child. Man, it'd be like, maybe it might be easier just do this ourselves. Like, that's blasphemy. How dare you? So like, that's, that's, so like, that's the thing. Is like, why the fuck are they doing this at all? Because they're learning all these mannerisms from these people just to go to the real estate place to get two more people and do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again forever? Yeah. For no to, point? They had to incorporate in order to have a business so that they could actually have something there yeah. like this is a lot and that's of like, effort and there's that's that's the whole life of a baby they could just live in the forest like yeah. doing they clearly have technology where they can just live for themselves by yeah. themselves like they built multiple houses yeah they're not i mean they're not eating the people they're not they're not gaining anything that i don't think that they wouldn't be able to give their own children here. yeah there's nothing I see zero point in this yeah, entire it's very film. Different. Yeah, it's very yeah. different from uh, the 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 European cuckoos because they're clearly gaining something out of someone else raising yeah. their, their children. Which is what I want to talk about. So the whole point that the whole reason for that they do that is now those those birds don't need to spend the time and resources to take care of their their offspring. Yeah. They've now dumped that responsibility on a different uh, different parent. But they still the aliens or whatever it is the Martin in this. It's like you said. They're still providing food. Like they're still they're still putting effort and time into this. The only thing they're not doing is like sitting there watching the kid. Yeah. So it doesn't even it they're they're not even really following kind of like this prototype of a of a brood parasite species because it's like they're still doing stuff to provide, which the whole point that the whole like biological reason that they evolved that way is so like now that now that the parent of the cuckoo doesn't need to do this anymore. It doesn't need to be a parent. It it just abandons it and moves on and starts starts over again. But Martin is. I, I keep saying Martin. Whoever the aliens are, they they continue. I mean, they to, both wear the name tag Martin, so they continue to be invested, yeah. even they though they're be, not. They could be dead. Martin the Martians. It's fine. Yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just odd to me. It's like yeah, it's like it's like they like you said, watch the documentary, but then they still kind of manage to do it wrong. Yeah, yeah. and I like oh, we like, have to put a little bit of the difference into it, but yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, I wish they had also like uh, if you're if you're gonna make it something different like this, like bring in some other type of like either political or religious connotation. Like I mean, you have people that look like jehovah's witnesses like yeah. make it something kind of like that like where like like where it's in, indoctrinated or it's weird like yeah. it's very it could like be they're doing this for a purpose by any means at all yeah it's, it's like it's another thing that. so that i just noticed like so uh when the little girl's asking about the birds like after they get pushed out of the nest it's like why don't they just build their own nest like literally like these things built their own nest yeah for others yeah, it makes no sense. Like they, they they did all of the things that they they, they could have done. For I'm themselves. starting to hate this movie every more every second. Um, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, no, this is this is a stinker, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, it 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 doesn't even follow its own rules. It, it, this movie doesn't know what it is at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that being said, I still think that there's some cool conceptual. Yeah, there's. Stuff I, I I think the imagery and stuff is pretty neat. Um, like so, like when. Uh, when uh, Tom is smoking a cigarette, which he somehow has, and then throws it on the ground, and the the grass just dissipates very quickly. Yeah, it's a neat that, that, that is neat. neat part. And then he just notices the ground is like made of fucking Play-Doh or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they 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 do that. It's sort of like the stop motion where he flicks the cigarette on the ground, and all of a sudden the grass just like starts to disappear around yeah. it, like it's just going away. Like it it doesn't really get burnt away; it just like goes away. Yeah, and it's a neat scene, but then it never occurs again in the film. Yeah. Yeah, I like it too because like stop motion was was my favorite medium to work in because there's so many possibilities as someone on a budget working by themselves that they can do. And it, but it felt more like, well, we don't have the budget for CGI. Let's just you know just throw some leaves on the ground and we'll just film that. Yeah, yeah I, I also don't great. understand why it happened. Yeah, because the grass is like 
I thought it was like plastic or something. It would just burn up super quick. I mean, he burned a house down and it came back. Yeah. Why is this hole staying there? That's another thing that pissed me off so bad. Cause I thought I was like, okay, he's digging. He's an idiot. It's just going to be gone in the morning. Yeah. But at the same time, like it, I think he is just digging his own grave and they're letting him do it. Yeah. Like, Hold on. Like, like, cause we couldn't call yeah. back to the beginning even right. harder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just like, so you just said that they don't have the budget, you don't think, for to make the, the grass disappear. So they do this like stop motion thing. Yeah. But then at the end of the movie, they use uh, visual effects to make grass reappear over the hole. Yeah. So what is this movie? <laughs> what is happening? That's so true. <laughs> maybe it wasn't CGI. Maybe it was a different technique where they just haven't had it overlaid and then kind of like... But it does look more like CGI, CGI than another technique that I can think of. But I'm saying, so you've already built this shot in earlier where it's this stop motion thing to get rid of the grass. When you're putting the grass back in, do stop motion and put it back. It would have been sweet if they did have, that. Have some continuity in your film. Like, honestly, oh I even like realized they put grass back over it because like just at this point... It was so subtle. Yeah. yeah, I actually rewound it uh, to because I wanted to see how they did it because all of a sudden I realized that there was grass back in the frame. And so I, I thought maybe they did something neat with it. No, it just kind of fades in. But yeah, but, so it's like... You, you already had a way of getting rid of the grass. Just do the same technique to put it back in. It's yeah. so, that's what, this movie has no idea what's happening. Yeah, I just... Mm. I feel bad. Yeah, so, we'll get into stuff we like later. This is just... Yeah, a, I mean, and there are things I like. Uh, we're shredding this movie now. Yeah, but. like when Tom like puts fuck you on the roof. Big fan of that, dude. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that's... Like, because they tried the SOS first, and yeah. I think that's... At that point, they've clearly figured out that there's no way out of this. Yeah, so and now I think that they, they realize, okay, we're trapped into something that's... Yeah. Like when uh, Jim is talking to the the child about the the clouds, he's like, "Well, that's what is that cloud shaped like? A cloud? Cloud? Yeah, everything is cloud shaped. Yeah, which actually, again, that, I mean, that makes sense for the vivarium. Like, it makes yeah. sense for the kind of habitat they're in. That it would right. be this kind of artificial representation. So I was also hoping after that conversation that they would look back up at the clouds and they would be different. There'd be like animal shaped clouds and things like that. I'd be like, like they oh, that'd be sweet if they learned and then changed the environment for like the next people. They yeah. Grab. Or if it was like, like a literal dog, like not even like a cloud. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. Cause it's like, they sort of get it, but they're yeah. still not quite like it's, yeah, I like that a lot better. We should have made this movie. The, the, our ideas are much better than what is showing up in the actual. <laughs> if you would have made this movie, it wouldn't have gotten made though. So, yeah, um, yeah that's, that's that's really the problem. <laughs> <I'd be> like, <laughs> no, <laughs> we would have we would have watched the cuckoo documentary and been like, that's enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's enough brood parasite um, uh, material out there. We don't need to dive into it anymore. <laughs> we would it would have stopped right there. Uh, yeah. So, I guess I want to talk more about. Uh, kind of the they're so kind of spiteful Gemma and uh, Tom are towards the boy and it just kind of starts out that way because you start like I said on day 98 yeah and they they wake up and they flip him off and he flips him off back because all he does is mimic them and then he has this which I think is probably the best scene in the whole movie where he has like a conversation with himself where he's mimicked Gemma and Tom yeah and I it, I think yeah it just builds to like the really eerie creepiness of the boy yeah uh, and yeah the, the actor does a great job the I creepiest just, part yeah. is when they're fucking and Oh, that's weird too. Yeah, he's just watching yeah. them. This is, oh, and then and then you have a, another another boy in like the the green room, and he's literally like, like um, yeah, the, those that couple's having sex, and he's literally there like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. That's weird. Super stuff. weird. But I thought yeah. it it jumps into them really hating the kid yeah. right away, and I was like, like I said, I kind of I, I like that it skips forward in time because I don't need to have a lot of scenes to like get yeah. me to the, the part where the boy is like. Cause I don't want to see a lot of baby scenes. Yeah. It just, they just immediately hate him. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't, 
I, it just throws you into that. And I thought it could have eased in a little better. That yeah. way you understand why they hate him. Yeah, especially because of the tone of the trailer. It made it seem like it was going to be kind of like, um, uh, kind of like a comedy. You know, that, that specific scene is like, haha, we're flipping off a boy. And it's like, it's, it's weird and kind of funny. Yeah. And that is not the tone at all. No, it seems miserable. Yeah. I, it doesn't, it, you know, that's, that's even more like frustrating than like when we were talking about the green Knight having giants in the trailer and then that ultimately not being something that's a part of the plot at all. Right. This is so much more frustrating to me because it's, it's tone and it, it's when you have tone that's off it, I don't know how to how to where you're even going. Like there's a different thing with like having plot elements and having them land differently, but when you have a tone that's that's leading you towards feeling something, towards thinking something, and then it veers the other direction. I and it's just like a, this blank canvas. Like I, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny. I don't know if it's supposed to be like just a, a, a young couple not knowing how to deal with this situation. I don't know if it's supposed to be like yeah. ultra miserable or like this is like a like, doctor giving you like a strange kind of medicine and then like giving you like no clue of how to take it. Like I have no idea what to do with this movie. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. know. Like I watch. I'm like, what? The, how am I supposed to feel? Like what? How am I supposed to take this? What am I supposed to do with this at mm-hmm. all? No clue. Yeah. Um. So I also want to talk about uh, kind of the relationship changes that they go through. So like yeah. I said, I, I I think there is enough of it for you to understand kind of what they're going for. I just wish they would have had more of these moments. So like I said, they're brushing their teeth together at, at the start of it, and they seem to be liking each other. And then they start to get annoyed as they go on. And then well, they, I actually would counter. I think they've annoyed with, the, with each other the whole movie from the beginning. So I thought that Gemma was not necessarily annoyed with Tom. I thought Tom was just annoyed with Gemma so I thought Gemma was like needy and dependent on relationships throughout the film I wouldn't say that it's 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 all the way at the beginning where um she asks him like did you knock the birds out of the out of the tree because it's there right right at that beginning part is where she questions whether he's even ready for children yeah I mean there's so many things like that like I mean I have a whole list like the baby she the with the baby birds change your t-shirt um when Martin asked them if you have a vehicle and uh he and Tom's about no about to say no and she's like yeah it's outside and then Gemma's in the car when they're driving and she's like scat she's like scatting she's like brum, 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 yeah. brum. and Tom is clearly annoyed by this which yeah. is so weird because Tom is such a goofy character you would think that it's almost like he was stealing something from her like right. that's, that's like my thing but then it's like you know yo you want a little go of the car and then yeah <laughs> I love that part. yeah <laughs> and then smoking in the car and then when they're driving around there's all this overlapping discordant dialogue and they're they're at each other's throats about like oh it's futile to you know yeah uh, wait with a pickaxe to yeah, bash this, their heads in so are you going like like are you going to dig today or whatever and tom's like yep and then no no like, even before that yeah. before the hole even yeah. shows up yeah and and he's like well is you know just as futile as putting a an sos sign on the roof where mm-hmm. no planes fly by yeah so like all of that like it was it's all like it just kind of built up a little bit more and more because it pulled away the the nicer parts of their relationship that's all that's all it did is yeah. it pulled out the rug rather than and revealed those things that were always present so i think what, there what was I some to, like subtle like i think the one i like the most is when they're having breakfast together they'd finish eating and he would grab her plate and i think at the first one he like grabs her plate and like pats her on the back you know shows some affection mm-hmm. and then the next time it shows him eating he more quickly just like grabs her plate and because he's getting more frustrated more annoyed at the situation more annoyed with her he grabs her plate and walks away quickly and then it gets to the scene where she's like are you gonna dig today and he says yes and he just grabs his plate alone and, and puts it away and goes outside yep 
So I thought there were some parts. And then even then then after that, where he's just eating by himself. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought there were some parts that were like, I think that's good. It shows kind of like the gradual kind of change in their relationship. How how he's just starting to resent her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But then that's, while that's taking place and kind of this kind of more longer sustained change is taking place, there's scenes like Calvin says, where it's just like, it's very blatant that they're not getting along. And so it's like, you can't have both. You can't have them like at each other's throats and then also have like kind of a gradual change in the relationship also being represented. Well, that's what I mean is like, I don't think there really was that much of a gradual change. Like there were a couple things, but they were just plot points. They weren't like real changes in the relationship. They were just like, I just don't want to go through the the rigmarole of it right now. Like from what I got, like there's just massive amounts of disconnection, like from the outset that outside observers would be able to, to see that like, okay, these two people shouldn't be together but then i think what the movie is trying to say is oftentimes we don't realize we're with the wrong people and then we get locked into the patterns of our social conventions and pain and suffering grow exponentially for the couple and everyone around them and and that's really like why i have a it's not the point you know like that that's what it kind of feels like but it doesn't say it in a way that that's that it makes sense right like i said it's like it's like you have to come up with your own idea of what this movie's about like the work is is all on you to to yeah. get something out of which this. i have like a theory about like the whole relationship thing like, mm. yeah well, i want to yeah we'll, ties into the yeah. end of it we'll wait for that we'll do yeah. like our theory stuff um yeah what are you are we done talking about the relationship because i like i said i, I don't think there's a ton there to it yeah there's, there's really not like uh, the only other thing i want to mention is when he walks the kid in the car yeah okay and he's like oh, we should starve it and she's like what are you doing to him he's like it's not a fucking him it's an it yeah mm-hmm. and uh I'm like, okay, so to the, this point in my brain, I'm like, I'm on Tom's side on this part. Yeah, I'm like, for yeah, sure. fuck this kid. I don't even know why you're starving him. You should just hit him in the head with a pickaxe. Well, it's still like brutal. I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's brutal. Still, it's I think brutal starving to... some kid in the yeah. car is worse than smashing his head. Yeah, yeah listening, right. listening to it scream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, I enjoy the pain and, and suffering like, of small and, children. And that's just like, I think it was like motherly instincts coming through Gemma or whatever. Like she's like, it's a kid. I have to take care of it. Yeah, like, which is like... it. Makes no sense it's to me. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not deserved. It's not earned. Yeah. Like, I, I think. It, well, I think the idea is the reason it's not earned is I think they're just hoping that you remember the fact that she teaches school children. Oh, so I, which I why, totally have forgotten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I what had, I'm saying. Yeah, they're hoping that you remember that one scene at the beginning that there really isn't anything built up to it. Like, there's not. There's not scenes that portray her as like this. But I guess she does say that she wants kids, but there's still not enough to like be like this a motherly figure. Yeah, and she she would always take care of the boy no matter what. I yeah. thought I actually thought that the yeah. movie was like decently sexist with its portrayal of the characters. Like Tom is just digging, like working as the dad or whatever, and mom's and uh, Jim's like I have to be the mom. She has to sleep with the kid, and like yeah, because you know because obviously he's abdicating his role, so I have to step in. Yeah, because I'm a good person. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, I I do think that they should have just. I mean, it just at least to experiment and see, like, maybe that will get a reaction out of whoever's having, like, holding them captive. Yeah. Maybe that will change their circumstance. But no, they just continue. He's like, he's like, if they care about him, they'll come for him yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, like, I'm like, Tom is making so much sense right now. And it's just, it's silly to me. The whole part was. I weird. agree. Yeah. Yeah. Tom's, Tom's entire relationship with the boy is just the star of it. And then that one time where he literally just, like, throws him. Yeah. <laughs> after, after the kid, like, trips him or whatever. Yeah. Cause he's spinning around him and then he yeah. ends up accidentally tripping him he's just like so frustrated and i love like he throws him and she's like oh my god are you okay and like he opens his eyes and like smiles and like yeah, yeah why would i be hurt and then they start get some start tapping shanty town 
I think that dance scene is so weird. It's like again, it's, it's another disjointed scene Why is involving the their relationship working? because sometimes they sometimes they're at each other's throats and then sometimes they're like, "Oh, let's we're a fun couple, like let's dance." Yeah. It's like what that's what I'm saying. It's so disjointed. It, it, there's no consistency to this relationship yeah. and it, and maybe maybe that's the point. Maybe it's supposed to be like even when you're in a bad relationship, people still stay in them. There's something good about it, I guess, but it's still a bad relationship. So maybe that's the point. I think it I is. I don't fucking know. I think yeah, it is, I but I, it is but I don't think that they, they set up the, the scenes in a way that, that make that, that give you that feeling. You know? No, it just feels like, why are you guys even together at all? Yeah, we don't it, get this. Yeah. You're a teacher and you're like a maintenance man at the school. This relationship doesn't even make any fucking sense. Right. You yeah. should both be 50. Yeah. Like not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, yeah, like I, I, I just feel like that, like that's the thing. If you don't feel like it's, it's working, it's because they have, they, they've, they've thought of all of these. Like, okay, we have to give highs and lows to the relationship so we can have tension build and and uh, recede throughout the film. And so we have to have fun, nice moments, and we have to have bad, weird moments. And but they don't set them, but they don't set them up that way. They're just like, okay, one after the other, and they have a, like a list. Yeah, it's almost like a robot made this movie. Yeah, because honestly, I tried to map out the tension of the whole film, and it's not really like it's just like this this even layer of tension and like a small blip, and then it just goes back to being weird. Like we already know it's weird. Like that that one scene um, where he says he met someone today. Yeah, yeah. I I'd say that's like so so the tension builds from the beginning, they get trapped, then the boy, and then uh, when he's an adult. The, like that's that's all the tension each time mm-hmm. um but i think like uh right from where it's boy to adult is the is where uh he says he meets someone and then he starts like cawing and like you know Doing all the of a throat sudden thing yeah which also sudden, by the way this scene right here pisses me the fuck off because like she's like can you tell me what it is and he's like i can't and she's like oh let's play pretend and yeah, he pretends to be the kid. i'm like so like how are you guys getting tricked by the dumbest species to walk the face of the universe. <laughs> like I, I just don't, I don't get that at all, dude. Like, I, how is the kid so dumb? That, like he would, I can't tell you. Within thirty seconds later, oh, pretend to be him though. Yeah, it's yeah. a really yeah. contrived way to get him to. Yeah, well, I almost, like, I do. It I, just seemed I, like very lazy writing to me. I didn't mind that one as much because I had it. To me, it seemed more like um, what semantics mean to uh, a species that doesn't communicate the same way right like they have he has okay. two two different modes but i do love like like all of a sudden like his balls drop and he's just like showing brain and it's like yeah like, yeah it's, it's so creepy like a That's really like, it's very gross a yeah disgusting frog like yeah so exactly and it's just like yeah they just it just looks like a nutsack on his on his yeah neck. and is that is that before or after he gives her the book it's um after because that when he says mother you are home then literally the next shot is him as an adult yeah and that's the the whole giving of the book i don't get that either like why oh yeah i have i have all of the answers you want um it's because that's how they learn it's weird that's literally all he says like the um uh, finnegan says that the that's how they learn um uh by the fractal patterns on the tv which is also uh, represented in the neighborhoods. Like that's yeah. like that the fact that it's self-replicating and it looks like that is meant to be the same imagery. And that's why it's in the book. And that's it. But like, yeah. why did he give her the book? Because she knew it wasn't, it didn't matter. 
so then the, why does it i just don't get it man yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's bad it's a bad, it's a bad scene it's a bad movie and a bad it's a bad scene and a bad movie he had just been like oh man you gotta you gotta look deeper you gotta think deep it's like hidden there but the fact that he was just like oh yeah no it's just like to make it creepy like bro like what yeah <laughs> well, how can you think that this is the the best movie ever and that's like your uh, and there's there's your entire lore of your entire world sitting on the table and it's like oh yeah it's just a book man yeah <laughs> what? Fuck. dude we totally misused our title for i am sam greatest movie of all time no. <laughs> should have saved it for this one. yeah <sighs> well and so one thing though i will i will say is like i like films that think they're they're more clever than they are rather than films that think i'm stupider than i am like i think this is one of those ones that's like right in between that's like, a good way to put it yeah yeah like because i think that i think a lot of narrative films they don't like them like the mainstream ones because they just like oh you're so dumb you can't follow the life of an average human um but this one is like trying to be too pretentious while still hitting you over the head with everything um I, I prefer that yeah. to I am Sam. I think it's a more enjoyable experience because at least like I'm going through like, this is weird. This is different. Is there something to figure out? And then you get to the end and the payoff isn't there, but you can go, you start off. I am Sam knowing what the payoff is going to be. Yeah. So I mean, I think this movie is by far better than I am Sam. I wouldn't say by far. I would, I would, um, I, but, uh, I, I certainly enjoyed watching it more. Yeah. Really? So, I was a big difference. Huh, I think I, if I had to pick one that, if I was trapped in a the house number nine and I had to watch the same film, I was trapped there. I'd probably pick I Am Sam. I, I, <laughs> actually, I like that one is more entertaining because I think these are both are not very good movies that I would sit down and watch. But I think I get more out of I Am Sam. Like like we said, like this mm, this, yeah. this movie doesn't have anything to it. Like even on second watch, it's like okay, this is the same thing again. Like I don't yeah. get I don't get more out of it. At least I Am Sam. I'm like I can be pick things to be more upset about or I can I can see performances I liked. Yeah. Like I said, I mean the performances aren't bad in this, but it's I don't know. I think I get more if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick I am Sam. Yeah, I can see that. There's there's humor, there's emotion, there's music. I know. mean I would pick this movie just because I like the ending is so weird. <sighs> okay. Well maybe I changed my I don't know. Yeah, the ending is the reason why I'd pick this one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I wanna know what do you guys think of the T V uh, Hannah and I were talking about it, and it, she beat me to it. I was just about to say it when we were talking about it. She was like, "Yeah, it's like the Hypnotoad from Yeah, it's exactly. That's it's like exactly, what I thought. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> That's what I thought the whole time. Yeah. She beat me to it. I wouldn't be surprised if that he's like, "Yeah, we totally ripped that off from Futurama." Yeah, I think like, this guy maybe has not come up with his own idea ever. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you could look at like. um his internet browser and all of the tabs on Wikipedia. It's like foxes film I made and like, like Eastern European cuckoos. And then like, Oh, Futurama. You just like, yeah, just And then the fact that they got Jesse Eisenberg and Imogene Poots in here and they're like looking at his computer, like, what is this? man? I guess that, I, from the interview I read, it's like they had some input, some stuff got rewritten, but it's mostly just this is pretty much all him. Yeah, because they got producer not um, credits for this, didn't they? I think both of them did. I didn't look into that. I didn't see that. I just know that apparently the writing, it's mostly, it was all... Um, it's all him and this guy, Nathan. Um, right. They're like a little writing partnership duo. But Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else should write your film. <laughs> it's very bad. Um, yeah, so... The oh, TV and I, I don't even know. think that, the, that there's anything wrong with the writing. It's that 
they don't know how to make make a point of the writing. I guess the yeah, the dialogue to me isn't bad. It's just like I don't I, even know what the story is though that this dialogue fits into. Yeah, and so here's here's a real the way I would see this film playing better is if you literally took out all of the dialogue, all of it, not not uh, leave some parts. I I mean take out all of it because then you literally have a, a little boy going around pantomiming them. You're not you know the entire plot from the images. Yeah. You know if the, if you're gonna if you're gonna literally spell spell out leave all of the dialogue is just plot, then just take it all out. Yeah, this could be like one of the greatest short silent movies of all time it could be the the same exact film like yeah. all 98 30 minutes. minutes it could be in 98 minutes even i don't know about all that it's uh, not it's not gonna be as I, i'm not watching a 98 minute movie with no sound i I, 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 <laughs> I mean i know that it's not gonna be as entertaining but it would have been a better movie for it so yeah so it yeah to me and just getting back to the tv i just thought it was a way that he was communicating with whoever is running the show like that's what i thought and then i think it kind of shows up again when you see the book he's got kind of that same patterns drawn right. out on it so yeah that's all it was. again again it was like yeah it's like i was like oh what does this mean and then yeah you, you explain it. it's like no pretty much nothing exactly <laughs> what you see is all it is there's yeah. nothing deeper to this which is so strange to me that like they they set it up like you know that it's not just a leaf but then it is just it is leaf. just a leaf yeah oh, nothing special to this what <laughs> Because that was um, like the, that that you literally stripped away all of the deeper anything of your film by doing that. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk about the whole? Like, the, I mean, the I whole. guess I guess there's not much to it, but I mean, he's just digging his own grave, which apparently is so, what some other dude did before him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're talking about like, why does the grass even burn away? Why is why does he why is he even able to start digging? Well, it's like okay, well that must be a some built-in function of this place because they must want at some point them to dig the hole. Yeah, because then, there's a different body in it. So then the shrieking as he's digging, I did not understand that. And I still don't. Yeah, because he oh, keeps hearing he, stuff in the like yeah. the bottom, and then he, but he keeps digging deeper. So I thought maybe eventually they were, he was going to hit something. That yeah, he I thought like the queen the alien, or maybe the the whole place was alive or something. I was confused. By yeah. That. Well, I yeah. think it's because they're all they're all kind of like. Um, different areas layered on top of each other like actually like when she goes underneath the sidewalk and yeah stuff and actually like one thing that i i uh, again for myself i had to think of it this way is when she's um uh yelling when any of them are yelling she's like hello 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 and it sounds like it's echoing but it's not it doesn't sound quite like an echo to me it sounds more like there are other magpies around yeah yeah mimicking her yeah, which you know, I pat myself. So like, I just improved this stuff. Yeah, it's that's just not so maybe like when he's digging, yeah. it's just like yeah. more kids asking for cereal that he's hearing. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I think it's literally like it's probably them like like crawling through the firmament like to their other places. Like yeah. that's that's all it is is just other magpies because yeah because that's what that sound was. I, Stop doing stuff to make this movie better, because the filmmaker did not intend any of these good ideas. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're 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 crediting him for something he it happened on accident. <laughs> I had like, to I had to try and enjoy something. Yeah, God, um, yeah. So the I don't know the the whole I think that goes on for too long. Like it just he just keeps going outside and sleeping. I guess it's supposed to keep showing like this distance that's growing between them, but it just it, I think that whole part goes on for too long. Like. And then him getting him getting more sick was like really obvious. Like he he starts coughing a little bit. And I was like, okay, this is obviously gonna progress. And now he's got like lesions on his back, and he's all, yeah, like that was a yeah. The first like I wrote down like, as soon as he coughs, like okay, he's dead. Yeah, that's it. That's the end of him. It wasn't like a oh oh he's yeah, just 
breathing some dirt, you know, because he's been working yeah. and it's it's. Like he's literally up. been smoking the whole movie. Hasn't coughed yeah. once. And so. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is the beginning of him getting sick, and yeah. this is. It was like I said, it's it's ham fisted. It's very clear that this is he's going to get worse later on. Yep. It wasn't a. Yeah, I wish they would have started from the beginning. You know, like have him coughing because of his cigarettes. But yeah. no, it's it's this weird moldy clay. That's that's what gets him. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird, and it's it's not clever. It just it's just is in the movie, but it does lead to I think like I think uh, the best emotional part of the movie is when he is dying, and Gemma's holding him, and they're kind of like remembering like how they met, and she she's the scene is not good. I don't know that the dialogue is that good. I just think that. Um, Imogene Poots is good in the scene. Yeah, I think I think the acting is good. Even even Jesse Eisenberg, I think, is good in the scene. It's just, I just felt like I didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I was like, move the fuck on with it. Like, I get it, dude. I don't care because you guys don't even care. They don't even like each other. Now, all of a sudden, they're close again. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so I don't care about it. I just think it's, yeah, if I have to pick things to like about this movie, uh, she's great in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like, you either needed to distill some of that, those conversation topics, just a few points. Because it feels like it goes on it for, is, a, for a little while. It's and long. The yeah. the dialogue is is dumb. It's it's, it's really clunky. Yeah. It's 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 banal, but not for banal's sake. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you remember we got drunk, and I don't remember what happened next, but I knew I was home. Yeah. And There's a part where she he, Tom stops talking, and she's like, Tom, Tom, what happened next? Tell me, Tom. And I was like, oh, he's dead now. And then he kept going. And then he starts talking. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, this is still going. Because like, <laughs> that would have been fine. Let him die there. And, and then literally the same thing happens like two minutes later. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But like I was, I was really sad this day that I watched this. So I was primed to feel something. And it happened. She's just weeping and sobbing. And I was like, I don't feel anything. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> all ready for it yeah i was like oh here here it comes like would you like would you feel like you're about to sneeze and nothing happens yeah like i watched interstellar the night before so i was like oh man it's just like i was crying two hours ago because i was watching interstellar yeah exactly yeah. same like but yeah like like and then you get like to here and like here's your partner your home that he just confessed oh i was home and just weeping and like all of this like and i was like ah oh, are we almost done then <laughs> yeah that goes on for an incredible amount of time like and it's, what is it? What did you talk about that that movie with the horse or something? Oh, the Turin horse. Yeah, it's it's impressively long. This scene. <laughs> yes, yes, but, it, like, the, but that was the point of the Turin horse. Yeah, that is not the point. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and like, I I think that's like, like I wish the point of the di- dialogue was its banality rather than just existing to like move the plot. Like, I wish they would say things like, oh, does the, the grass look less green to you? Maybe there's some fertilizer in the back we could use to liven it up. Or these dishes just aren't the right hue of green. I wonder if we break them, they'll bring us new ones that go better with the table linens. Mm-hmm. You know, something just like, like they're so, you know, uh, I want them to be consumed by the rote motions of domesticity as people normally do in real life. Things like this would would better serve the purpose of what the film is trying to say. Like trapped in this dystopian hellscape, they're concerned with things that have nothing to do with their unnatural situation, but they become the purposes of people who didn't even want any of it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I just I keep trying to think of like we got to get into a part where we start saying good stuff. Well, I mean we'll I have there. like a theory and like I think it kind of yeah. there's, there's makes makes things that are not pleasant about this movie better. So yeah, style wanna, things that yeah. I have. I guess and yeah, um, we want to move on. She she hits 
because the boy is now big. He's he's an adult boy. Mm. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's a he's a man. Yeah, yeah. what you call those? It's actually well, the, the, <laughs> the character is uh, is is t- titled as the boy two number two. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's. Are you uh, sure? Well, that's what I have up pulled up online. Are you sure that's not? I don't know. One, if the, one of the boys that in like the red room or the green room. No, it's. I, I can see it on this the computer. Actor. It is. It's the actor. I don't know place. if it's in literally in the credits. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying he's still credit is is the boy yeah yeah so, the boy i just he, he doesn't change he the, the boy man, too so. yeah oh i mean that, that might just be oh, do you mean the boy also or i was thinking like the boy like roman no it's two. boy number like hashtag two it's like what, what? the computer says yeah I'm, I'm, is it and it's ina hardwick yeah what yeah it doesn't make any sense <laughs> why they know. can't even get the credits right I, I would just call them martin again because that's who he is yeah yeah I would say, yeah, I, but he's he's an adult now, yeah. and uh, after Tom dies, then uh, Emma, Gemma hits him in the head with the pickaxe, and that's when I think you get this, the, the only exciting part of this movie. Yeah, this is this is the only, I was like, oh, shit, okay, cool. Yeah. Like when he lifts up the sidewalk? Yeah, the, yeah I think uh, he, he crawls away all creepy. Yeah. It's, it's like, that's like the... Yeah, like and he's like, he's parts. like... like yeah, <laughs> it's literally the exact same noise he makes. Yeah, whatever. All kinds of sounds. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's great creepy. sound it's great. design again. Hey, check another thing that I like about this. Film. Yeah, there we go. I actually think I already said that. So, but, I mean, I I liked it enough to say it again. There you go. Ah, um, yeah, and then they go. She goes in and uh, she starts seeing like other, I guess like. Ex- uh, nests. I do like the shot of mm. like she's like slides in and like slides the pickaxe in yeah. under the and it's kind of cool because it's, it's from the perspective of already being under the sidewalk yeah. and you see the the pickaxe slide in real quick and I was like oh that's actually a good it was a good shot it's a yeah. good shot yep. stylish yeah might say yeah, yeah almost oh. like apply some of that this is the, style the entire, to the rest of the your entire film. good part of the movie yeah. is happening right now yeah so you're you're spending an hour and uh, at this point like an hour and thirty minutes yeah to get a payoff in the last five it's, yeah. Yeah, goodness gracious! And like, yeah. yeah, I think this movie where the movie gets like even more like this is where it gets like actually creepy to me. It's when she's going through the rooms, like the rooms are all lit in different colors, and there's the kid. Like, it was was it the green room that he's watching them bang and the kids yeah. clap in, and and there's another stressed out mom just like looking at Gemma, mm-hmm. like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? And that's what I'm saying. You see, she's just like kind of melting through the rooms too, like sinking through them. Yeah, which because, I did not get. Uh, you can kind of think of it as. Um, if you think of it as separate dimensions, like that, that's kind of what he was saying. Um, if she's not meant for that dimension, she can't actually interact with those physical spaces. So she spaces. just keep falling through until she gets ends back up in her own. Which is why it happened that way. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So I, uh, like I said, it's like this movie has like kind of nothing going on in it until, until the end. And then you get this, this, like this cool bit. But it's like, I wish they would have had like little nods to it throughout the film. And then, and then it makes the whole thing much more interesting. I'm not saying that you don't spoil the end, but it would be neat if there was like I don't know, maybe they they get glimpses or they hear more stuff of. It's like you said, you you imagine that when they hear the echoes, it's other people there. Oh, I didn't think it was other people. I thought or, it was the magpies. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah, then scur- I'm coming scurrying, up with scurrying through the firmament. Yeah. Firmament. That's why right. I said it that way. So it would have been, yeah, I just wish there were more nods, more like kind of yeah. set up for the end, because all of a sudden the end is happening, like the, the he goes through the sidewalk and it's all this craziness, and I was like, what? Yeah. Where is this coming from? So I uh, wish they had taken that point and moved it back like 20, 30 minutes and gotten rid of 20, 30 minutes of, of them living together so that they could kind of explore what would be the themes of the film, you know? Yeah. All of these other people going through 
through things that they don't want, but they're here because by our social standards, these are the things that you should have and should mm-hmm. want. And these are how people behave like that. And that's where we get these weird mimicky things from other people um, doing these things and telling us these are the things they want because they saw other people doing them. And like, that would be like, they didn't like, if they literally just said that, I think this movie would have made a lot more sense. They didn't, yeah. but not, but everything else to be so obvious except for that is blows my mind. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so like you're moving to the end and she's back in her home, like n- number nine and he's zipping the, her up. Yeah. The boy's putting her in a body bag, which is, is they he puts uh, Tom in a body bag too. It's like, it shows up in the box and Gemma's like horrified. So by before, it, and before just, Tom dies, like, yeah. so real, real quick, just about that. Uh, she's, she's asking him, he's like, can we go inside? Like he's sick and all stuff. And he's like, Maybe it's time for him to leave or whatever. Be, to be released. Be released. To be released, yeah. yeah. And he clearly meant, like, he's going to fucking die. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to toss him in this goddamn hole that he just dug for himself. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the, the body, all the body bag stuff is very ominous and creepy. Yeah. It's, like, that's it. I guess that's a good part of the movie. Yeah. But, uh, and then uh, she's asking him, like, why? Like, why am I here? She's like, to be a mom. Yeah. And then to die. Yeah. Yep. And Which then I, I actually think up. is, is yeah. like, a nice, it's a, that's actually a nice not a nice bit. It's a, it's a well done bit of the film. Yes. It's like that kind of closing yeah. scene with Gemma and the boy and uh, he zips her up and then he's clunking her down the stairs. Yeah. Like it's a yeah. very, it's a visceral scene to it's watch. It's gross. I love too Almost how as gross like, what's going to come up after that. Yeah. yeah. And I do love like throughout the whole film um, just the way she says it. I am not your mother. Yeah. yeah. And it just felt like, it almost felt like, uh, like Game of Thrones vibes, like uh, from Jon Snow. She is my queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the closing parts with uh, the boy and Gemma, I think are good. Um, good. I think that's to be maybe one of the more, the highlight of the film. Yeah. Honestly, get rid of Tom. Like you don't, you don't say right? anything with him. Um, right. And the whole thing is Tom Gemma's needs to be there. Yeah, but the whole thing is from Gemma's perspective. So as if if that's your like your message, like just get rid of him so that we can focus on on this this thing. Or you have know? him die earlier. I, yeah, I think like, I yeah. think Tom needs to be there until Tom dies. I think the, oh, more okay, important I, than I'd you guys to, think. Okay, I would love to hear okay. this. Um, yeah. So then, the boy tosses him in the hole again. That's another. I think it's a good scene to be like they. It shows kind of the. The, the how we perceive like a brood parasite like they're just there to get what they need and then they're going to move on once they're grown up and and it doesn't matter who raised them there's no connection there it's just i got what i need you did your job for me and now i'm going to leave and i think that's depicted well in that scene because like he puts them in the bags and then he just tosses them in the hole yeah and he, and he has moves a gas on. can yeah i, yeah. I love like and that's kind of why i wrote the uh why i was thinking like you know like maybe there's fertilizer in the backyard like clearly there are things there that they can get a hold of that they weren't able to find yeah Yeah. so it's uh i think that that part's done well it it shows kind of this what this parasite is about and without saying anything yeah yeah again this is this is why you can use it like you were saying like the whole highlight of the film when they nobody was talking (laughs) when everyone shuts their goddamn mouth (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's the best part of the movie Uh, (laughs) which calvin had brought up maybe the whole movie would be better (laughs) Um, i would have made it that way (laughs) So they... That's also why I'm not in film anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the boy gets in the car, drives to see Martin at the uh, realty place again. Um, and But he's like all... He's like really old and sickly. Yeah. Which I think is, is kind of neat too because it shows like... It's not like the um, 
the boy, they reach adulthood, they have like a quick maturation period, and then they just continue like a normal lifespan. It's like their whole lifespan is accelerated. So. Like a dog, woof, woof. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that that's cool. I think that's a that's, that's another good bit. It's not like a, it's like they they need to be constantly making more Martins and more boys because yeah. eventually like because they because they they live so quickly. So it's like you need to constantly be capturing people. But why? And but but also yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. to feed the cycle, which is yeah. It's it's almost like they're they're the meta the metaphor. You know, we do the things that other people are doing so we can keep doing the things that other people are yep. doing. Yep, but. And then you get another creepy like, scene. He mm. he puts Martin in. This the, is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? I mean, you can, I don't care. Take point, yeah. yeah. Um, so Martin is, Martin, new Martin is zipping up old Martin into the body bag. And he just fucking folds him up like a, like a towel. Yeah. yeah. Or like a sheet or like a crispy fruit roll up. Yeah. And it's the sound that it makes, um, which reminds me of uh, the Green Knight when kind of like uh, when he's like the moving around and he's like, creaking around. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, like it's gross. It was fucking disturbing. Yeah, yeah. I was they're, like, they're okay, really strong too. Yeah. So I don't know why he ran away from Gemma when he got attacked. You know, <laughs> he whipped it up sidewalk. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he <laughs> could have, he could have literally like shorn like her in half. Her, like, yeah, she like he literally like could have punched her through the through 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 the throat. Yeah, and like that would have like that would have been the end of your film. And like it just, I was in that commercial we watched last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. It's a, it's just a creepy scene, and like like we said, the sound design of it is great. Yeah. It's one of the highlights of it's one of the the good parts. I mean, of even even the the body bag crinkling too. Yeah. It's all, and then he just puts him in the fucking drawer. Yeah, it's he like a, shuts it. he puts the the tag on it or whatever. Like it's gonna yeah. be picked up or shipped out. Yeah, like something. dry cleaning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to think that 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 um the filing cabinet is actually connected to the uh, that's the vivarium. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. that's a good idea. I just Shoot. I still like his. I like his just his nonchalantness. Like, yeah, he's now he's reached maturity. That was the whole purpose of this film, I think, was to get him to that point. And now he's just going to do Martin stuff. And yeah. it doesn't matter what happens to the people around him. It's just now his biological imperative is to get a new family into those homes so that way he can send his so uh, he his can boy, die. Yeah, his yeah. boy on. And now and then he's just waiting to be replaced now. So I do like the I, I like again, it's it's all this is with no dialogue at the ending. And it's all the best parts of the movie. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, Calvin's right. This movie could have had zero dialogue. It would have been wonderful. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so so theories then. What What is your... Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk... I want to hear your theory about okay, all of this then. So, I mean, I think the movie is just a big representation of American dream or suburbia. Um, yeah, probably suburbia in general because it yeah. just happens in the I, UK. Obviously, uh, cookie cutter houses. Um, I mean, they could have hit you right over the head and put white picket fences there. Right. Um, but... Uh, and then, you know, Tom works... Until he dies, digs his own grave, which I think is pretty much so. Of like, hey, you got to work so you make enough money, and then like you, so you, you know, your kids will have to pay for your funeral and like yeah. all this shit. Maybe you'll get somewhere. Yeah, and then like obviously Gemma being the motherly instinct, and uh, actually brings me to a line from Interstellar when uh, Matthew McConaughey says like, I just I didn't realize this at first. He's like, but now I'm realizing it. He's like, but now his wife would tell him uh, after kids are born. Now we're just here to be memories of our kids. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just kind of the thing there. It's like, and now you're just like raising this thing to replace you. And just for what fucking purpose? And I think that's kind of what the kind of what the writers get at here. Yeah, and it is. But yeah. it's just like I, 
I almost, you know, the more you say that, uh, the more we talk about them mimicking, I wish that was actually the point. And this was an entirely different, like, vivar- uh, vivarium. So it wasn't saying anything about uh, suburbia then. Like, it would, wasn't so obvious. Yeah, because they're not, it's not like the dude's going to live, like, in suburbia now. Yeah. Because, which is, which but, like, so, which I thought was going to be the whole point, especially after he watched them fuck. Like, I was like, okay, there's, there's one reason for this to happen. So right. he could go out there and try and bang a lady. Yeah. Yeah, they, now that you say that, it's like, why did they even put it in? Just the fact that they were there. There's some stylistic things that I think they 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 use that to make them feel like they were being watched. Yeah. Um. But that's it. But but yeah, you're right. Like that's not even like what what was the purpose of observing that type of behavior yeah. if you weren't going to engage uh, in it? As soon as he walked in, I saw the Although, part. That I don't I saw think the, he has. No, he does have genitalia because the book shows it. Yeah, he has got balls when he's a baby. Yeah, I just yeah. wonder if that's something that they grow out of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, but uh. Yeah. It's like when he shows up and Martin is old. Mm. I was like, ah, oh, well, never mind. I have no fucking idea why they're doing any of this thing. Because I figured like maybe he like when he showed up there, and I was like, okay, so maybe he's gonna take Martin's spot, and now Martin can go live, right, like a wife. No, and then like he'll, then he'll get somebody there. in there and it'll go on. But there's literally no point to these things even being alive. I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, that's literally how a parasite lives. It's yeah. its only function is to live long enough. I mean, that's essentially, and that, that's kind of one of the theories I have. The function of any living thing is to live long enough to propagate its genes and have, and, and then die. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but with a limited yeah. resource, you know, the, the limited amount of resources they have, why expend more resources than uh, what you need to, to, do, to achieve these objectives? Right. It doesn't make any sense biologically why they would be engaging in any of these behaviors. Yeah. Because they're not, they're not, um, you know, talking about game theory. They're not non-zero sum. They are zero sum. Like they're not gaining anything that exactly. they, they wouldn't have already had. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It doesn't make any sense. I'm just saying like, you're like, why are they doing this? It's like, well, that's why are any of us doing this? Like, it, the that's, only like I think that's yeah. like the point of the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. So, but things I do like, um, just the way that they set up a lot of the shots in the house. I don't know if you guys noticed uh, the fisheye lens that they used. Yeah, on everything that I, it's it seems to be um, uh, a type of a directorial. Um, style that he likes to he likes to do a lot of weird things that are disorienting with the camera but i like how subtle this is um it's just it doesn't it doesn't build to the right thing but yeah. it's it's a lot of uh if if all of the house scenes are just taken together there's a lot of um shots with uh around corners out of closets in bathrooms of them you know like and it gives you this sense of being watched yeah and i like that um i like the fish eye you know making it feel like a they're being watched or they're in a bubble there's there's lots of things like that and then the idea of frames within frames you know we talked about the the bed above bed the 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 model house the 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 photo of the house um and the mirror shots too like them sitting on the bed and there's one really great shot it's one of my favorites is Gemma in the bathroom staring at the mirror with the other like little side convex mirror at her. And then you have the, the closet mirror and then you have the, the mirror above the dresser and the door. There's all of these openings, mm-hmm. the really, really rich scene um, just from a filmic mise-en-scene uh, perspective. Right. Okay. Yeah, that, that's good. Uh, did you notice that there are so many close-ups in this, like just really straight up on their faces, uh, like when the, the, first time they're in the car together and they're driving to see Martin about the house. It's like there's a couple of really big close-ups on their faces. It kind of happens throughout the movie. Then there's a lot of shots, like close-ups on their mouths, 
which mm-hmm. is disgusting. I in- wish there were more. You, th- th- there's again, like if you need you need yeah. more of those to like reinforce your this is this keeps happening. It's boring. It's terrible. No yeah. one likes it. Like because when they're all eating and chewing, mm-hmm. it happens once. Yeah, it it needs more. It so needs more. That's why I bring it up. Is so like it, it shows up, but it's like if to what end? Like, is it just that it, that day? Did he just feel like, oh, you know, like, I'm going to do some close-ups. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, I have a hankering for it. And and I kept thinking, I was like, okay, maybe they're going to start doing more close-ups where they, you get to, like, see more of their mannerisms through their faces. And then it's going to show the boy mimicking those. But no, like I said, it doesn't show up again. It has these close-ups for a couple scenes. And, and I don't know why they're in there because they don't seem to have any function besides it's just a way to put someone in the frame. That's my that's my thought. That's that was kind of the cinematography note I took on it. I was like, yeah. well, why is this in here? Yeah, it seemed different than some of the other. Like, uh, there's more conventional shots in this, I think, and this was a little different. And but I just don't know to what end. Like, why is it in the film? Usually, close-ups are done not necessarily for any symbolic reference, but just to get you in the the mind frame of um, of a of a character to get the, to get in their headspace and see things. Um, um, from their perspective. Um, and in this case, they'd also tried to elevate the level of gross disgustingness. Like Gemma is always sweaty, which is weird. Like Jesse Eisenberg always looks like immaculate, you know, I was going to say, she looks really haggard in this compared to him. Yeah. Like noticeably more, I think Mm -hmm. his stubble doesn't ever change or anything either. I was like, how's this guy shaving? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, gets, it's always the same level of it too. Like, it's not like it, it's completely, I get it. Like it's a movie, but Still, still like, do something about it, man. Yeah, her hair is always constantly changing and yeah. like caked to her face with sweat, and like he's just always got the same Jesse Eisenberg hair. Yeah, you you did imagine like there's at least bed head or or something, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's not until he starts digging the hole where he starts to I think you notice him getting like dirty. But she looks, I mean, yeah, she she looks like she's being worked like this whole time. She's like she looks tired. She uh, her clothes are always kind of like sloppy on her. I think that she has a, a different look than he does, and I, I, and again, I don't know why. Um, it's, I, it's not it, there's not enough of it there to kind of come up with any reason on your own, except for maybe she's just maybe she's having a more stressful time than he is going through this situation. But I did notice that she looks much worse off than uh, Tom does. Yeah, and I think it's it's a to the design since it's all from Gemma's perspective. You know, we really need to play up the fact that she is haggard and gross and tired, and really tom is just there as drama yeah no that's household i think you're exactly right sitcom drama so do you have any theories on what this movie is about i've literally already said it okay that's like yeah that's like it's it's just these uh it makes it makes no sense to me like it's it's a clear clear um uh metaphor of the the trap of suburbia like i said before (laughs) that's You know, like not everybody, you know, when the little, when the little girl's like, oh, the way things are horrible. And yeah, suburbia is horrible. But like, yeah. it's just, it it's, it's, it's more of a maturity thing. You have to like, when you're old enough, you have to know, you know what types of things you do and don't want. You have to understand where you fit into a society and what social conventions are things that you want to abide by. Because if you don't understand that, then you will you will get into a relationship with someone that you don't want. You will get into a house that that's you what I forgot to mention earlier too. It's like that's just real quick. That's like the whole point. Like when you guys were talking about like the relationship in the Discord forum, I think that's supposed to be like that because it's like 
maybe they don't even like each other. They just feel like they're supposed to be in a relationship and they're supposed to get a house. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. But to all, to everyone else who can see it, like they, everyone else can see that you should not be in a relationship, but that's what so many relationships are based on mm-hmm. is, you know, we have to, we have to hit all of the, um, the 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 points yeah of uh what it means to be an adult in a society society got to go to college got to got to get married have kids get a house and it has to be at certain ages because that's that's the expectation it doesn't need to be that way but because everybody forces themselves into doing this we have people that are um you know chronically unhappy they're terrible they raise they raise monstrous children into doing the same things that they hate but that wasn't mentioned anywhere it's not even like it's it's not enough you know like he was already just a weird kid so it's not the metaphor doesn't even work in the way i think that he thinks it does because it was already like they're not making the kid terrible the kid was already terrible yeah exactly like what they 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 could have done was maybe like made him better but like oh but his the nature of this thing yeah you could have explored nature versus nurture yeah or i mean the thing is is like you could say like the nature of the thing is the system itself like you can't override the system so unless you look at the system as this as this other thing like where we say okay we don't like these parts of the system let's try and change things but it doesn't even say that yeah and so i just i have so many problems about like I, it's not even like if I I I want to I want to live in the the film world that he's created um, and just kind of enjoy things, and I can't do that. Like you've you've missed you missed everything. I just like the sound design, and that's basically it. Yeah. Everyone, please stop talking. Yeah, it's yeah. Like we, like we said, that all the best scenes are when no one is talking. Um, I I similar theory. It's like I, I think it's just a metaphor for kind of how we get stuck doing things or caring for something that we don't want to. Like, you know, if if in a perfect world, like I wouldn't have the job I have, like I, I, but I need money, so I get stuck having to do this. The same way they're they're stuck in this situation, they're stuck having to care for this boy, or you know, like like you guys said, you get stuck in a relationship you don't want to be in, and you just kind of continue doing it because you, you feel trapped in it. You can't do anything about it. So, I think that's it's pretty similar to what you have uh, said already. Uh, I have another. Maybe this is like a very, very literal telling of what it is to be a parent, where it's like you you have this offspring. In the case of this movie, it's not there, so maybe there isn't there like that biological attachment. But essentially being a parent is you have something you're caring for. It has no intrinsic value, but you continue caring for it because you have this biological imperative to to continue doing that. And so this this boy sucks. The parents aren't even into, they keep saying that they're not their parents. I'm not your father. I'm not your mother. But they still continue feeding him and they, you know, until he's reached maturity. And that's the purpose of any living thing is like it's it's going to continue to function as a parent. It's going to continue to propagate its genes until eventually it can't do that anymore. And then its function is to then die after that, which is, I mean, literally said in the film. So mm-hmm. I think you could take this as a very literal telling of this is what being a parent is like your job is to just get this thing to maturation and then you're done which yeah. is essentially how the film ends so yeah i just and i think it would work better than if if uh, the boy wasn't creepy which would be less enjoyable but would lend more towards what the messages you're trying to say yeah so uh, we just, ready to rate this one yeah i'm ready how many? Well, we just, do you want to do a cuckoo birds? How many? Oh, cuckoo birds! Cuckoo like birds work. One. I wrote down shanty towns, but that works better. Okay, yeah, I like yeah. I like mine better. Yeah, 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 it's fine. <laughs> uh, Calvin, what do you give this? I'm very excited. Let's see if we break the trend of him. He's been scoring stuff higher than us. I've been written down. So hang on. <laughs>
<clears throat> I'm gonna give it a three point five. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. Okay. They're okay. they're just they're they're film things that I liked. They're, they're but that's it, just, it doesn't save itself. It's just things that I enjoy. I like the I like the atmosphere. I like you know you don't realize until about an hour in like oh this is awful you know yeah. like yeah. you just like you, for that you just you're just along for the ride for the most part. Whereas with I am Sam like it was very clearly like oh my god this is a train wreck. Yeah, this is gonna be bad. I think that maybe that's why I, I if I'm stuck and I have to watch one of these two movies maybe that's why I pick I am Sam because I think that is. That's bad in a more entertaining way. This yeah. is bad in a, a uninteresting way. Without with no payoff. Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, the trend has been broken. Okay. Um. So I. So this movie is. I mean, it's terribly like it's not long, but it feels so long because it's it's boring. Um. But I think there's like good shots. The sound design is good, and it's almost saved to me by that like wonderfully sickening ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I give it a three point six out of ten. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just barely. Just barely. Oh my gosh, dude. Keeping my reputation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I put this at two or three. Uh, Like I said, there's not enough in this for me to want to watch it again. Uh, It's not bad in in an interesting way, so I don't want to watch it for that reason. Yeah, it's Uh, not even campy. Yeah, I don't understand, except for like the very literal, like this is a brood parasite and these are the people taking care of it. I beyond like that, I, there's not a lot to this movie. I don't think, but it it almost tricks you into thinking it's 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 intelligent. Um, like you said, it's like you get an hour in, and that's when you realize like, oh, this is just going to be it. Like there aren't a lot of concepts and stuff to think about within this. And and like I said, it's like you you have to come up with your own idea for why this movie is good and yeah. why it works for you because the filmmaker doesn't do it on its own. The narrative doesn't do it on its own. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I I think. Uh, Imogene Poots is good in it, so that yeah. that's like where most of my score for this comes from. Is, yeah. is, is she's good in it? Uh, I think you give her ticket. I mean, like you could put anyone as Jesse Eisenberg. Put any competent actor. I don't think he does anything specifically. To he do does that. a lot of nice little uh, mannerisms that are. That I think are, that's just Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, and that's and yeah. that's what I mean. Like, so he he does things that the the character isn't written to be anything. It would have been worked be well so well in the movie if the kid would have reflected that. Yeah, yeah. Just it would have made, but, like, but yeah, he has all these little things that are nice that he he brought to like what little script there was for him to work with, yeah. um, but it doesn't obviously have the emotional range the available that uh, Imogene Poots does. Yeah, it, it annoys me to see good performances in the service of a film that sucks. Like it, yeah. it annoys me that you got something good out of these actors. Uh, because they're good, because, not because yeah. you've given them the space to work. Right, and and that's what frustrates me about this movie is is. You got these performances that you, you don't deserve, I think. So, <laughs> so yeah. So this is a yeah. On a good day, this is a three. Uh, I, I still think it's just really bad. Mm. So we're all right around the same. Yeah, which is which is good. Just yep. think this is a yeah. Well, there wasn't a lot of discourse in this conversation. It was nope. mostly. I think we pretty much agreed on what we thought this was about. <laughs> yeah. It's and a, I don't pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's a, there's a lot of interpretations that you can make by it. You know, right. unless you're like it. really really love this film because it's weird and then you're just getting like apparently there's a lot of fan theories about the number nine and again in his um his interview he's like yeah i think number nine meant something at some point but we kind of forgot like, was like, oh, jesus christ <laughs> yeah <laughs> just 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 please like the movie yeah just please do. please do yeah i mean just he he should go back in that entire yeah. interview be like oh yeah it's it's in there 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just say something like that. Yeah. Pay attention. Be, be cryptic. Yeah. Be Tarkovsky. Like yeah. say it's high minded and, and, and make us work. And then something will come out of it. Maybe it'll be a classic. That, and then in 20 years, people will come back like, what the hell is this? Yeah. It's just like, it, yeah, it's so clear to me that this movie has no idea what it is. And it's because I don't think this director has any idea what he's doing. So, and it's yeah. it's clear where he's like, oh, I forgot what it was, you know, about like, are you joking? Like, <laughs> right. And you, you have creative control over this. He like, does. This it is, seems like he forgot about what he was doing, like, while filming the movie. Mid scene. Yeah. It's like, like yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, your fun facts, you missed uh, how much money this made. Oh, shoot. I didn't do the budget for this. You're right. It, uh, it, uh, I can't find the budget. It made $547,000. Oh, you know, I did. Okay. I did. I just skipped over it. Yeah. Uh, it is a $4.3 million budget. And yeah, wow. a little over four hundred thousand. They still made an eighth of it back. Wow, good for them. That's that's more than I would expect. Unreal. It's more than they deserved. Yeah, I think. And I don't. Uh, think Jeff it, Bezos, take this off Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess part maybe and and and. Or ninth, actually. I'm sorry, I did the math incorrectly. Yeah. Shut up, Calvin. It's, it's fine. fine. Uh, I think the movie is going to be unsuccessful just because it's not very good. Um, but it's also not helped. This like was released during quarantine and stuff. Yeah, one of those. So I, I read a different article about it. Because it was released on streaming right away, they, they were saying that they weren't really concerned about the budget and reco- like recouping it. Because <coughs> they were like, that's more of a problem that your bigger studios have where they sink a ton of money in and they really need the box office to like get the money back. Their mm-hmm. assumption was that this is a, a smaller movie anyway, so it's probably going to make its money back on streaming. Like, d- no big deal. And or it doesn't just- even come close to getting its money back. Like... They were not concerned at all when this went to streaming about yeah. it, about it being uh, well, honestly, financially unsuccessful. That's probably the the case. Like it just means that more people want to keep their Amazon Prime subscription for things like this, and that's just the the budget for films is just thrown into overhead. Yeah, that's, that's a weird way of thinking about it. But yeah. compared to Bezos's uh, salary, it is that is yeah, it's, it's just the overhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it means nothing to him to Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> Uh, all right. We done with this one? Yeah, I think we're done. Okay, thank God. <laughs> all right, we'll do. What are we watching? Yeah, I let's do that. just I, I started this book. Uh, it was recommended to me by a coworker. I she usually reads during like lunch, and she had this flashy book cover, and I was like, she finished that, and I asked her what it's about, and uh, it's called Call A for Aunties. It's by Jesse Satanto. Satanto, I believe. Um, the main character. Uh, she comes from like an immigrant family. Like her grandparents were Chinese. They moved to Indonesia. Then there's riots in Indonesia. And so then they moved to Singapore. And so the writer starts the book off by saying it's basically like a love letter to her family. And they are close, but like they all kind of speak like some aunties and some grandparents speak better Mandarin. Some of them uh, speak Indonesian. She prefers to speak in English. So they have a hard time communicating with each other sometimes. Uh, but they still like are very close. But the story starts off. Um, she goes on a date with a guy that her mom has set her up with. She set up like a fake dating profile, and she's been talking to this guy. And so your main character, Mehdi, she goes on this date. He ends up being kind of creepy, like makes sexual advances, and he's giving her a ride home. And she wants to she wants to get a, a different ride. He like puts his hand on her. He's just being a real creep and she ends up tasing him. And then the car flips, they get into an accident and he's dead. And so the story then, it's basically like hijinks ensue. She she gets the car and the, the body back home. She gets help from the mom. 
the mom calls the aunties over and it's all like it, it's really it becomes like it, it's like almost comedic they're like having they're like e- eating dinner and stuff together having like snacks they're joking about oh like uh how the conversation between the mom and this guy went and this book somehow absolves itself of like any sorrow or guilt or like somber tone a, a person died in this like a person died and it becomes like about jokes afterwards and it's because i mean admittedly he's being a creep but like he's dead now he's dead now and this this book doesn't care about it like the characters care more about like the superstition of touching a dead body and what it's going to do to them and not um the fact that this man is now dead um it feels like it's written by like a very woke 20 something year old if they say like lol and jk and stuff in it and again i i was glad this was recommended to me and and I am going to finish it. I'm about a third of the way now, but uh, it's totally different than what I usually read. I always like talk about sci-fi stuff on this because I just love it. So this is a totally different genre to me. I just don't love the way it treats the men in this book. They play, They say that there's like a curse on the family where all the men end up leaving, like husbands leave their wives, but there's no context given as to why they were divorced. It's just as like men are bad. Um, all the male cousins your main character has, they all leave to go to schools in different states. But it's like... So they're all painted in this, like, they abandon their family. But they're going to get an education. Like, they're doing a good (laughs) thing still. They're just all portrayed really poorly. So I don't know really who... There's not a lot of people I'd recommend this to. If if you're a woman's studies student, this is the book for you. Beyond that, I don't think there's any reason to read this. I'm going to finish it just because I started it. But this book is pretty whack. (laughs) That's what I got. Nice, man. Nice. Um, I've been watching too much lately. uh, Getting prepared for the NFL season to start. Right. Which, uh, I think by the time this comes out, the whole thing will have been played. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been watching a lot of Pat McAfee and uh, other sports talk shows, just getting prepped and ready for football season. Right. Yeah. So, that's that's all I've been doing. Yeah, I watched, I watched a, a bit of uh, beach volleyball. Nice. There's all kinds of controversy surrounding that. Um, cause oh, for the women's yeah. handball team, you mean? For the Norwegian handball? Uh, Handball team. Okay. By the way, handball is awesome, and handball I do is not awesome. do not know why it's not a major sport in America. Did like, you not know every about offense, handball? No, I knew about it. Okay, I was about to say. Like, yeah. I played a little bit when I was in high school, oh, and middle yeah. school, but uh, like I don't understand why it's not a major sport in the United States. Crazy athletic plays, both offensively and defensively. It's high scoring. Like there's there's zero reason why this shouldn't be major here. Yeah, it's yes. wonderful. It's yeah. amazing. I was on a lot of ESPN three back in college because you know that's what you do when you don't actually want to. Do, do your schoolwork. Yeah. Right. I watched, like, have you ever seen netball? No, I've never seen netball. Yeah. It it's is. like ultimate frisbee and basketball, but like, that sounds sick. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> I watched the championship for the, the, the New Zealand women. Yeah. Well, that's called over three girls. So I watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy. Oh. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen too much of Grey's Anatomy yeah, too. I fucking hate that show. It's yeah. going to be a bummer when the Olympics are over. I think by the time this comes out, the Olympics will be over. Yeah. But. It's always such a cool time. It's just a great... I understand there's it's all these weird limitations this year. Yeah. to it this year, but it's still just cool to... I, I, I just love it. It's all these kind of... It's all these... I mean, this is the Super Bowl for these athletes, and they have to wait a long time. Some of them, they, they, they missed their opportunity because yeah. they peaked at a time where they're, it was in between Olympics, so they have so, to wait four years, and so it's it's cool to finally... like it, I love seeing it. So the thing about the Olympics is like these, these people, who are usually pretty young, have been spending their whole childhood, their whole lives, working towards one moment. And that's this moment. Either you're on the cover of Weedy Box or everybody forgets about you. Yeah. Yeah. Or you get arrested in the streets of Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) That Olympics was really whack. (laughs) That was was crazy. Um, But yeah, that's that's basically all I've been watching. 
Nice beach volleyball is awesome. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, as far as uh, music that I've been listening to, I've been uh, I found a new band uh, called Wizard Throne. Um, oh, you showed us this. <laughs> yeah, and they they describe themselves as extreme wizard metal, which is just it's so there's so many like it's it's actually a super group from guys from Alestorm and glory hammer and necrogoblin so you can already like if you know those are any normal of band the, names yeah, yeah, but, knows like, who those yeah but exactly if you know even like one of those you're like okay i understand where, where this is going so I, Alestorm describes himself as pirate metal like that's and necrogoblin is literally just like black metal about goblins like that's oh my god that's all and what's Glor- a ghoul to a goblin yeah. they literally <laughs> sell, yeah, they literally sell. Oh. and then glory hammer is like just a another like so i call my penis <laughs> <laughs> but they're like it like the the dude has this this ridiculous sized hammer um and like he's thor and like he's that, that he's always singing with it like that's like that's their shtick and yeah. so yeah so wizard throne is like like extreme black metal but all like um from the idea of like uh thematically like inner spatial wizards like their songs are like black hole quantum thermodynamics and uh Jeez, yeah <laughs> of tesseractual gateways and the duplicity of jewel so we're also going to be watching inter- uh talk about interstellar which Calvin yeah. just kind of talked about yeah, yeah. there's yeah. literally there's literally a tesseract on the cover album of yeah. uh this nice. but we're yeah I, I have other music that i think goes better with um uh interstellar but i think thematically this does fit better other yeah. than the fact that you know like hypercube necro dimensions is not really like <laughs> scientifically accurate <laughs> still a sick name though oh i know right yeah so if you're really if you're into extreme metal that lo- doesn't love to take itself seriously then yeah wizard throne i love that i love wizard metal that sounds cool i know sounds right? sweet all yeah, right i think one of the guys names like his name is like morbistopheles <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> all right uh yeah i think we're we're wrapping this up i, I just again i i like that we got to watch this because this is not something i would have picked so i liked seeing it as a recommendation just if uh yeah if anyone else you want to leave a comment and like yeah we, like i said we we made room in our schedule to watch this because we, we, we always to, will yeah because we want to we want to see the stuff that you guys want us to talk yeah. about so keep you happy you yeah. know i made room to watch it twice unfortunately yeah yeah for so, calvin I, yeah so i mean uh yeah we're always gonna watch them so yeah even though we kind of tore this one up i i still like i still like going over it yeah absolutely yeah I mean, i'm happy that we talked about this movie because it does kind of fit along the lines of some of the weird movies we've talked about so yeah it, and it's, and it's weird, and you can see where the types of things that make a, a weird film go right and what make them go wrong. Wrong, yeah. Is, like I said, this one tried to do the things yeah, that the other ones did well, and it just didn't work. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it should be a really good movie. There's nothing that I can really find that stylistically it 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 failed at. It just doesn't put the elements together. Right, right. All right, well, with that, uh, you've been listening to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm your host, Connor, and I have my co-host, Jade. Yeah. And uh, former guest, Calvin. That's good to be back. Yeah, all right. Thank you for listening. <laughs>